Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. It's number 116, I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I am the Iceman. And yeah, it's that time of year. Where the headline, where the jumping off point turns into the, to the NBA, and Blake Griffin apparently got to be making those child support payments. Was it going off for fifty the other day? Yeah, out of left field. He just all of a sudden wakes up and is like, "Oh, and I can play ball too." Well, isn't that what we signed him for? No, actually, we we signed him to put people <laughs> in the seats. Yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> I thought they traded for him. You mean he voluntarily came to Detroit? Yeah. No, I think we traded for him, didn't we? Didn't we get like a pick or give a pick for him or something like that? I, like the, I swear it was a trade. This exchange right here. So it says half-ass right in the intro, folks. L- live on-air fact-checking. Well, who the fuck in their right mind what, would choose to come to the Pistons who's a named player? Uh, these days, nobody. Exactly. <laughs> Bueller. Bueller. Someone with the monthly child support balance, like Blake Griffin. I mean, even though he's arguably the most well-known for sticking his dick in a Kardashian. Wasn't that Chris Humphreys? Are we talking about the wrong light-skinned black guy? I swear he, he was he was fucking a Kardashian or dating a Kardashian at one point. No, I really think that's the wrong likes. They don't all look like Rich. <laughs> <laughs> and the officer said, damn, they all look like Tyson. Yeah, he was traded to the Pistons with Willie Reed and Bryce Johnson. In exchange for Avery Bradley, Tobias Harris, and Boban Marjanovic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a future projected first-round draft pick and a future second-round draft pick. Uh, and Rich, you are not wrong. I apologize. He was putting it to Kendall Jenner for a hot second. Yeah, because I remember the the sports talk stations like, "Oh, we're going to see Kardashians sitting, you know, sitting courtside." And I'm like, "No, the fuck, you're not. Like, seriously, you're not. <laughs> it's Detroit. Is you're it, not coming to Detroit? Isn't Kendall Jenner the one that can't do anything right? Isn't that the one that had the Pepsi commercial?" I, I don't know. Now, though, okay, why? No, not all light-skinned brothers look alike. All Kardashians just white noise to me. They're all the same. Yeah, I have to see a picture of one. It's, to, it's racist. To, it's brown noise. All right, for starters. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I have to. I have to uh, see a picture of one to know which one it is. Yeah, Kylie, yeah, yeah, she's the younger one. She's the younger one, yeah. Because Kylie's the one that's a, a, like a billionaire because she put her name on like a, a makeup kit, right? I think. I don't know these bitches. Mandy's been gone for like two weeks. I, I have no idea who these people are. I'll know when she comes back. <laughs> Whether you want to or not. Exactly. <laughs> she's going she's gonna to rape you with it. She's going to fuck some Kardashian knowledge into your head. <laughs> Hey, well, Against your will, <laughs> whatever works. <laughs> it's there. You don't know it's, where, 
you know her her height and her, like, like like her stats like she's got a baseball card and shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're done and over with. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Those Kardashians are all the fucking same to me. Just whatever. Shut up. Get naked every once in a while. It's pretty much all you're good for. Uh, but what did Blake Griffin put up 50? What else is going on in the NBA? Well, the Warriors are doing what the Warriors do. Dominate. Uh-huh. Steph Curry, Steph Curry and his bash brother just tearing it up from the three-point line. However, I was reading an article where... Uh, Things got very volatile in the locker room after they played uh, L.A. at the Staples Center. Did they lose? Well, no. Uh, Draymond Green and Kevin Durant had some words back and forth, and it got so bad that the Warriors actually suspended Draymond Green for a game without pay. Damn, brother. Your own team suspends you. Maybe it's time to maybe get some therapy. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe you, know, maybe you didn't get enough hugs as you were a kid. Maybe it's time to talk it out. Your own team is suspending you because of your temper. Just putting that out there, Draymond. You know you're Spartan. Got to be real. But the Warriors, yeah, they're eleven and three. Yeah, there's nah. They they ain't sweating this at all. And in other news, the Lakers suck. Hey, hey, hey! There's they're over five hundred now, buddy. Last week they were they were under five hundred. Now they're seven and six. Uh oh. Yeah, but there is a news story that kind of backs up uh, ICE's uh, weekly hatred for anything remotely LeBron. It's not hatred um, for LeBron. It's just he's not he's not what he used to be. He's not even what he wanted to be. I don't think he ever was. It's whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it it, do, it doesn't matter, dude. He could cure cancer, and you would say it was bullshit. That cancer. I was I, was I was going on the cuff of uh, uh, Jerry Maguire there. Anyways, yeah, apparently uh, he, he made a statement and said, I haven't changed anything outwardly, but you know, this is in, oh, by the way, this is uh, his response to the Lakers' slow start. I haven't changed anything outwardly, but you know me, you know how I am. I almost cracked last week. I had to sit and remind myself, motherfucker, you knew, well, it says expletive, so it, it could be uh, motherfucker or... Bitch. That special word. No, no, because he's referring oh. to himself. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you knew what you were getting yourself into, James told Yahoo Sports while laughing after Saturday's win in Sacramento. The process has been good for me. I just have to continue being patient. Uh, it goes on to say, LeBron warned everyone to stay clear when he loses his patience, but he's never sounded close to losing it this season. He signed a four-year deal with the Lakers, said he doesn't feel urgency to win quickly before his prime ends. And sees and seems content to wait for a co-star. If anything, it seems LeBron might be too relaxed, enjoying the L.A. lifestyle and focusing on show business. Well, yeah, they, they had that weed in California. <laughs> well, see, that's the shit I'm talking about right there. So California's like, hey, man, it's cool, whatever. He's waiting for a star, man. Way to rip on your team, there, LeBron. But that's what he does. He's always done. That's his thing. He needs a fucking... He needs a co-star. This is nothing new. This isn't isn't something that he's changed. He's always been that way. 
Yeah, but he's got a brand new team, Rich, and he just said his brand new team it doesn't have one fucking star. Good job. We didn't. Well, hey, Snowflake, he's not. First of all, is he telling he shit they don't anything. know? First of all, he didn't say that. This is the opinion of the writer of the article. He said he signed a four-year deal with the Lakers. Said he doesn't feel urgency to win quickly before his prime ends. And seems content to wait for a co-star. He, he didn't say he's waiting for a co-star. The reporter is saying he seems content to wait for one. Which is, it's a fair criticism because, yes, this is exactly what he does everywhere he goes. And maybe in this scenario, he knows he's not the new hotness anymore. He knows he's a puzzle piece, and he's waiting for that next puzzle piece to show up. Maybe this is LeBron actually being very self-aware and cognizant of his current situation. Ever think of that? Hmm? Go ahead and file that under. Uh-uh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm of good. course you didn't think uh, of that. Yeah. Like he, knows he's, he knows he's 34-year-old LeBron James. He knows he's not 24-year-old LeBron James. It's a much different scenario. It's not, you know, this isn't I'm taking my talents, LeBron. You know, this is, I have to wonder, because there's quite a few that people, who, there's quite a few people who feel the same way that Earl does about LeBron James, and usually the first thing they go to is, he's no Jordan. I, I, I need to, I, I, I'm calling bullshit on that as a fucking excuse as to why you just sit there and piss on the guy's fucking face, because I don't ever recall him claiming to be as good or better than Jordan, himself claiming that. It's other people claiming that. So you're pissed at him for what other people say about him. No, I have nothing about It's not even close to Jordan. I, I don't care about Jordan and him. Not even close. What pisses me off is exactly what the um, reporter was reporting, that he always waits for, quote, a co-star. Wasn't the, that, uh, he goes out, that he goes out and just knocks his whole fucking team. He did it the whole time he was in Cleveland. Hey, man, isn't a good mark of a leader that's somebody who knows that it 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 takes uh, it, uh, somebody else? You know, it's not all about you. Well, I understand that, Chris, but this has been my biggest bitch about LeBron the entire time. I mean, if you want to talk about Jordan, sure, let's talk about him. Jordan never came out and said shit about his team. Never once. No, he just did it behind the scenes. Because and that's, that's how fine. That's how shit was handled back then. As and, it should be. And, you and don't be, come out and, and berate your players, your fellow players. Look, I'm not going to argue with you on that one, all right? But I am going to fucking defend them in this aspect. The NBA isn't built like it used to be. The NBA is build a super team, get a big three, build around them guys, win championships. That's, that is what the fuck the NBA is right now. It's changed. It's not the NBA we grew up with, all right? It's all there is to it. I mean, and it, it, to be brutally honest, it, it does kind of go back to the... It's just a natural progression from the dynamic duo days of Pip and Jordan that, that progressed to Shaq, Kobe, and then where to go after that? It went to taking my talents to Miami, LeBron, Wade, and... Well, uh, Shaq and Wade... No, Shaq went down there. No, it was uh, Bosh. Or no, what, who the fuck? Yeah, it was Chris Bosh in Miami. It's Chris Bosh, Wade, and LeBron. Right, but uh, Shaq no. went over there first, though. 
which is furthering my point. It, that it's a natural progression from get to get the dynamic duo, build a team around them, win. I mean, that's how come no one was picking the fucking Pistons in two thousand four. No, I got did, you there. Who, who did the Pistons have? They didn't have two superstars and a bunch of role players. They were all role players essentially. They were like who, were who, and who? Tate, what, what's what's and it rips? What's a Tayshawn? What's Rip City? Yeah. Rasheed Wallace, isn't that guy that got in trouble for smoking weed in Portland? Yeah, Rasheed Wallace was known as a troublemaker, not a superstar. He was known more for his antics than his play. Yeah. No, Richard, I agree with you. It's always been the two. Stockton Malone, right? Nash and Nowinski. I mean, yeah, we could do that all day. Isaiah and Joe. I, I don't know. I would I would kind of say that the Pistons were more of one superstar in Isaiah Thomas and role players surrounding him. And a badass white boy on defense. Yeah, well, I mean, no, because seriously, Rodman didn't become the Rodman that everybody thinks of until after he left the Pistons. Yeah. Even though he was doing the exact same thing in Detroit. When he played for the Pistons, he was normal looking. Hair was all one color. No tattoos. No piercings. No not fucking Carmen Electra. Then he goes to Chicago. All of a sudden, hair's blonde, wearing sunglasses, tattoos everywhere. He's got shit in his face. Like, who is this? Because as, as, as a kid, Dennis Rodman was my favorite player in the Pistons. To see him in Chicago. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Wearing wedding dresses to book signings. Yeah. Looks like, Isn't he North Korea? <laughs> looks like his face hit a tackle box at 60 miles per hour. Uh, I think Chuck Daly was the guy keeping him in line, honestly. But. Well, I mean, there's always been stories that Chuck Daly was like a, a father figure to him. So when he left the Pistons, he no longer had that. So, I mean, that's all speculation, though. I don't think he's ever really said that. Mm-hmm. But, no, I mean, look, LeBron went to L.A. I think you'd be a fool to, to think he went to L.A. for... Anything except for one, he wants it on his resume when he fucking retires. Because all the greats that have played for LA, he wants to be considered among them. The problem is now, okay, you gotta win to be considered a great in in, in LA history. <clears throat> you know, I mean you don't it's like when the wings were the you know, perennial powerhouse that they were for 25 years. There was a lot of great players that played for the Wings that didn't win cups and aren't considered among the greats in Red Wing history. I mean, players that other teams would have been happy to take off the Wings' hands. You know, Robert Lang is the, is the one that comes right to mind. Cujo. Did Coffee get a cup with us? No. Yeah, see that wouldn't he be in that category? Yeah, but he, he got his, he made his bones with Edmonton. Yeah, was Primo? Was I don't know if I call him great, but he was a solid player. Primo's problem is he came to Detroit and people fucking put him as like something he wasn't. They wanted him to be like, you know, a Bob Probert type player, and that just wasn't in Primo. Primo was just a big dude, powerful. He was a fucking wall. But he wasn't he wasn't Probert. He wasn't he wasn't going to replace Probert. No, he was a softie. I'm going to give that to you. I mean, you know, 
the 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 hype was so much about that that I think it was like the first week of practice he played with with the Wings. They went at it like him and Probert went at it in practice because it was just you know okay let's get this shit out of the way. But I, I it, it's just it. <sighs> my, my point though, Rich. My point though, back to your thing with this this mm-hmm. new people stars. It was never LeBron. LeBron could never be part of a two star team and win a and win a championship. Why? Why? Why do you say this? What is your? Well, reasoning? it's never happened. It's never happened. So Show just, me a team where he's won a championship. Never, just because it's never happened doesn't mean it's not possible. That's not how the league oh. is now. Doesn't mean it couldn't happen. But that's not how they're building teams. No, now we're going with super teams. <laughs> but that's just not how, that's not how it's done anymore. That I mean, the league kind of shifted away from that. Kind kind of when LeBron came into the league, kind of around that time. Right, but he always had the attitude that he was better than everybody else in the league, and he could get things done. And it was all about LeBron. When and, he, but when has he said this? Trust me, I know he likes himself some LeBron. And you come okay, across his all right, hold on. One of hold these on. Instant- when did he say it? Okay, when he said when he spent the night over in Cleveland with his posse. So, all the, so you're, you're about to cite something that is all a bunch of hearsay that's never been proven that's been said. So go ahead. It never been proven that what's been said. The, the, the incident you are about to cite, it, it's all a bunch of hearsay. But go ahead. <laughs> How are you going to say it's hearsay when he because was it's never been pre- Because that whole story is about a rumor. Okay. I digress. I'm it's not a rumor. He went and... and put down Phil Jackson on national TV. One of the great, if not the greatest coach in the NBA ever. But because he had a problem with LeBron staying over and trying to, you know, take liberties that no other player is able to do, you're going to put down the greatest coach in NBA history. <laughs> okay. How, how? Okay. So because he doesn't like to, business partners being referred to as a posse, how is that saying I'm the greatest basketball player ever? How do you connect no, those I said thoughts? That he thought he was better than everybody else. He thought he was above all the other little guys. He was the best superstar in the NBA, and he could do what he wanted and get away with it. When did he say this? How was okay, he saying two. this? I'm going to give you two. I already gave you one when he had to stay the night with his, quote, posse. Two... When he held a press conference to announce that he was taking his talents to South Beach. Like it was the biggest move in NBA history. If you say so, man. Okay, I'm just saying. Prove me wrong. That's your, your, you, that is your opinion. That is your opinion on, what, on events that have transpired. He never okay, actually number says three, these things. Coming out, coming out saying he needs help. He needs help. He can't do this all by himself. When he's sitting with the exact same team that just one year ago Again, won the NBA Again, your opinion on events that transpired, not actually what he said. He said that. No, as far Look as you know, that you think that is an example of him thinking that think, thinking that he's hot shit. That is your opinion uh, on this situation. What is your opinion? He's stating the facts. It's one guy. Hey, I'm one guy and I got a shit pile for a team. They won the NBA is it, championship. Is it good form? No, but it's not. It it's not saying what you think it's saying. There's a lot of assuming. There's a there's there's a lot of assuming that you know what's on his mind was like what he's thinking going on with this. This is the problem. 
Okay. If, now, if you want to speculate about what's going on in his head, fine. But you have to be ready to, to be called on the fact that you are literally speculating. You're not holding up any evidence. He's never come out and said, I'm the greatest ever. At least I've never heard him do it. Plenty of other people have done it. Even that, that fucking, what is that show? The the shop or whatever, the, the, the barbershop talk show he had, he has on HBO. The first episode, half the people that are in there tell him, you know, well, you know you're the best player in the NBA right now. You know, you're one of blah, 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 blah. You're 6'8", and, and no one can move like you. And, and, and you know, you're, you're a big man with a, with a smaller man's grace and, and blah, 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 and speed and this and that. That's everybody else talking him up. He never once was like, yeah, you're right. I'm the best. I'll call myself what, out. That Phil Jackson shit happened. I looked it up. But, again, it, 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 it wasn't. LeBron going, well, I'm the best there is, and he should know. His beef was Phil Jackson calling his business partners his posse. Which is him being an oversensitive fucking pussy-ass sissy motherfucking millennial. Grow the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Really? Grow the fuck up. And when that happened, we discussed it on this show, and we all three said the same thing. Get the fuck over yourself, dude. Soft. You're trying, You're trying. yes, S-O-F-T. <laughs> Soft is what the fuck he is. Because, oh, I heard a word I don't like, and I'm going to try to turn it into a racial thing, and, and I'm going to claim that Phil Jackson hates black people. Really? You're barking up the wrong tree, dude. That is the wrong tree to bark up. Come the fuck on now. If Phil Jackson hated black people, would he even be a fucking coach in the NBA? Come on now. Hell no. But not just the coach in the NBA, the fucking best coach ever. And let's not forget that four people that he coached to greatness were black. Well, the point is, is that there was there is a, an element in the media, all media, okay, that get that, that cashes checks and and they they cash they, they cash checks that are they're made out by outrage, and the more outrage they can get people, the bigger check they cash, and so. It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if he made it like you know. Hey man, you don't have to call him my posse. You could call him something else. Like a comment like that in passing, that got blown up out of proportion to the point where it, where reporters are coming to him. Like remember in high school or, or junior high or maybe grade school, if you went to a fucking really shitty grade school, that those kids had come up and like. Ooh, do you hear what so and so said about you? And then run over to the other kid and be like, "Oh, do you hear what so and so said about you?" And get shit started. That's what these people in the media do, because that's how they get paid. Let's say these people now all work for the media. <laughs> they now just get checks for it. Pretty much. I mean, it, look, is it an outdated word to say "posse" in referring to your group of boys? Yeah, I guess. So uh, what if he used a, 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 a millennial-approved word? What if he said, yeah, him and his squad? Would that have been racial? Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, th this was, th that was a, that was, there's nothing here to get upset about. I'm going to stir the pot anyways and see how many fucking flies I can get to land in this pot of shit that I'm stirring. And it worked because we talked about it for an hour when it happened. Talk about for another half hour now? Yeah, 15 minutes. <laughs> I mean, look, there is plenty to criticize the guy for. All right. Yeah. I, I you know, when, when Patrice O'Neill was asked his opinion on why LeBron isn't seen in the same light as Magic 
as Isaiah, as Jordan, why it seems like they're held to uh, like put on a, a, a higher shelf than he is. You know, he said something that made a lot of sense in my mind. He goes, those guys were killers. Those guys hated to lose more than they wanted to win. Those guys had that killer instinct to stick the dagger in your heart. LeBron doesn't have that. He's too fucking nice. And the fact that he's constantly surrounding himself and putting the spotlight not just on him, but willing to share it with other people, somehow that's a bad thing in some people's eyes. Now, if he was walking around strutting around like, yeah, I got a fucking 14-inch cock, and I'm going to shove it in your mother's fucking asshole, and she's going to scream with ecstasy. And you know why? Because I'm LeBron James, and I'm the best thing since fucking sliced bread. Everybody be fucking shitting. Oh, that fucking cocky son of a bitch needs to shut his mouth. So what can he do to win? If he shares the spotlight, he's a pussy. He's soft. He can't do it on his own. He's a punk. If he walks around strutting like he's the cock of the walk, oh, he's cocky. He's just a mouthy motherfucker. He don't know his place. But that's that's why I have problems with most people who criticize him because they set up a a they set him up to where in their mind he can't win. If he does what if he does what what, what other great players have done and carries himself like that because Jordan was an insufferable cocksucker in the locker room. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan. Jordan didn't have social the age of social media like these guys got now. I'm sure we may have a much different view of Jordan if if social media was around. They, they also had there was a little bit more ethics in a beat reporter's life than there is now. Now it's not just if you're a beat reporter and you're following a team. It's not just what the team does on the court at practice. Now you got to report about their personal lives and what they did when they went out and blah, 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 and this and that. And if all the gambling Jordan was doing while he was playing had been exposed while he'd been playing. Oh, yeah. People have a very different view of that man. And, and you know, I've had this thought, too, about the decision. Everyone gives him shit about the decision, me included. And I had this thought, you know, while you were ranting about it earlier, Earl. I think LeBron James is the director of programming at ESPN. He just walked into ESPN and said, hey, I'm going to make my fucking decision to half-hour TV show, and you're going to fucking produce it. No! I think it's the complete opposite. I think it was their fucking idea, and he was a pawn in it, and now he takes shit about it for eternity because of a, a decision some suited uh, Connecticut made. Some decision. And, and let's be honest, it gives ESPN a whole lot of fucking mileage on a, on a program that was aired nine years ago. Yeah. It's still brought up. It's still talked about. Right. I mean, and, and I get what you guys are saying and everything, but okay, let's, let's put it in your world then. Let's put it today. You know, the, Michael Jordan didn't have social media. It's a different way now. It's a different media now. Okay. Tom Brady, same fucking thing. Yeah, and but but Tom gets his share of shit too, man. He's back and he's tongue kissing his kid. <laughs> I was gonna say Tom Brady. Yeah, he he dipped his toe into the, the social media water, and and the world was like ew, and so he pulled it back out quick enough. And there's all those rumors about if you don't you know eat his TB12 food and train with his trainer, you're a fucking outcast in the locker room. Like there's a share, there's a, there's a chair of shit swirling around Tom Brady. We're gonna get to it later too, because oh my god, it's all over. 
in New England. Oh my God, we'll, we'll get to that later. But yeah. So I don't. I mean, God damn it! You've put me and Rich in the in the in the spot of defending LeBron James several times, man. Because overall, like, I do think he's a little douchey, and he loves you. You know, what LeBron favorite, James' favorite subject is LeBron James. But like, you you lob some shit at him that he is not. He's guilty of way douchier things than you accuse him of. Exactly. It's like hitting. It's like hating Hitler because he had a stupid mustache. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? We're That's like, the no, reason you can't stand but, Hitler. Yeah, we're like, no, but dude. Here's this the thing, thing with the Jews. I I don't care what LeBron does outside of the sport. That's all I care about. Except for when he fucking criticizes Phil Jackson for That's calling his crew a posse. That has to do with the sport. You just so you your general argument against him is you think he's overexposed. I don't think he's overexposed, boss. Tom, like I was saying, I'm going to put it with you guys. Tom Brady is. I mean, you can't even argue it. He's the GOAT, right? But he isn't out here in the media going, man, I need some receivers. I can't do this shit by myself. I'm only one man. I need some blocking. His wife will do that for him. (laughs) (laughs) He ain't going, Bill Belichick is an asshole for making people stop doing my TB12 shit. I think in this this day and age of, of the kind of media that we're in, if you're looking... For a reason to hate someone, you can find it. For whatever reason, the NBA doesn't have a head coach like a Bill Belichick anymore. At this point in the NBA, there is no Bill I, I Belichick. They, they love rubbing Steve Kerr's balls a lot last couple of years. But what I'm saying is, is that Bill Belichick is a taskmaster. There is no question yes. who's in charge of that fucking team. Yeah. And it ain't Tom Brady. Believe me, if Bill maybe Belichick... Maybe Popovich, maybe... Uh, I'm just saying, if Bill Belichick snapped his fingers and pointed to his dick, Tom Brady would be <laughs> gagging on that motherfucker. Okay, all right. There's not. You can't do that with LeBron. There is no fucking. There is no coach that is going to tell LeBron shut the fuck up and play the game. He had the best in the fucking world, and he didn't listen. Well, you're right. So that's just the state of the NBA right now. Do you think Pat Riley would have put up with that shit? <laughs> He'd have pimp slapped his ass. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, Red Arbach going to put up with LeBron James nonsense? No. Chuck Daly would have fucking stroked out on the floor. Chuck Daly would have been sick. <laughs> He'd have died rather than have to put up with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just all there is to it, man. It's just, and that is a symptom of this is a superstar driven league, the NBA is, and your superstars you have to keep happy above and beyond everything else. Because one player can come to an NBA team and turn that entire franchise around. I mean, more so than almost any other sport. Uh, I mean, unless, of course, you're Golden State, and which, well, they're already there. It's got to add maybe one. Golden State is like that friend who has an arsenal in his house. <laughs> yes. yes. And then he calls you up and he goes, hey, I got a new gun. And you're like, oh, so, and? Uh, you, you, dude, you have, a, you have a tank out back. Yeah. 
you got a new 40 cal. Am I supposed to be excited about that? <laughs> Motherfucker. You dude, told me about me when, the drone. Yeah, call me when you get an Apache attack helicopter, okay? <laughs> 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 That's what Golden State's like. I mean, you know, Golden State adds people that, like, you know, any other team would be happy to to, to, to be for them to be the centerpiece of their team, and they're just like, yeah, they might come off the bench. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're the number seven guy. I mean, I think Golden State is a, a, a. To be honest with you, it's it's an anomaly at this point. I don't think that is how the NBA is going to work from here on out. That is just a, a bunch of, of circumstances coming together and creating the perfect storm to allow that team to exist at this moment in time. Five, ten years from now, I dare say it's going to be different. I don't think you're going to have golden uh, a Golden State-like situation in the NBA. Because uh, ultimately, how many guys are going to go, yeah, sure, I'll take less money to, to win a couple championships. That gets old, especially if you're winning consistently, but you're not making money like a consistently winning championship-winning player. Eventually, those checks will start call, calling to you. And guys right. were well, scattered. They, they already did that with um, uh, Curry. Got over $200 million contract? Come on now. Man's getting paid? I mean, but that's, that's the thing. Like <sighs> These contracts, and this is, this is a sports just all around, every time the biggest one ever is signed, the countdown begins to the next one that's going to be bigger than that. The minute Matthew Stafford signed his contract, that people were like, oh, shit. What's going to be the next biggest contract? The minute Bryce Harper signs his contract, it's the countdown begins to who signs the next bigger contract. That's just how it is these days. And guys see that, and, you know, there's a reason Matthew Stafford didn't leave the Lions to go play for a contender. And it's that contract that he signed. Yeah, it's the fact that he can do math. So you're going to pay me how much? Fuck yeah, and I'm all staying of a sudden here. And can't throw to his own fucking team. Never mind. Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get, we'll there, get to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, whatever. So we've pissed away almost 30 minutes on LeBron hate there. We filled our quota and then some. We shouldn't have to mention him unless he gets into a car accident and loses a leg in the next month. But since we're in the world of the NBA, Carmelo, Carmelo, Carmelo. Where's he end up? The retirement home? Yeah, have a nice one. Deuces. Don't want your broken down ass. We were saying in our pre-show chat, at least I was, you know, but back when they both came in the league at the same time, it was like, ooh, Melo versus LeBron. Uh, Sorry, we know who won this one. I mean, come on! Can you give can you give the man that one ice? LeBron won this competition, definitely. Yeah. Well, here in Detroit, there's also a special uh, spot in hell for Carmelo because if you if you remember your draft history, they picked Darko over Carmelo. The Pistons. Did. So many people were available when the Pistons took Darko, D- Melo, Dwayne Wade. So many other but, people. You know, the, the, the defining moment of that was during the the championship parade and gathering at Hart Plaza. You know, the Pistons standing up and going, Carmelo who? As they held up the NBA, you know, championship trophy. So, 
But, uh, you know, it worked out for him. It's not like he ended up having this storied career. Uh, he, uh, more so than Darko. <laughs> well, yeah, more so, I did more so than the, pers- than the person they picked. But, yeah, I mean, look at it. And, like, how many rings has he had? Big fat zero, right? Yeah. To about, to about Anthony, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. So they have yeah. the same amount of rings with him or without him. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, no, got they, a, got, they got the one in 04. Well, no, I was going to say, yeah, Darko's got a ring for being the human victory cigar. Yeah, so they got one ring without him, which would, they'd have had zero wings with him, maybe. Who knows? You know what I'm getting at. Oh, I got you. But, yeah, it's just, it's. I mean... <sighs> First of all, when the Rockets signed him, they signed him to a veteran veteran minimum contract. Okay, that's got to hurt. Come on now. I mean, you you were you were set to be the next you know superstar in the NBA, and now you're signed to a veteran's minimum contract. This is the this is the equivalent of going from being the CEO of like. Apple to working at Metro P- P- PCS for minimum wage. <laughs> I was going to say working the checkout at Best Buy. <laughs> like they're paying him minimum wage in NBA talk. In other words, if I could pay you less, I would, but legally I can't. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and he was with, he's been what with the, the nuggets, the Knicks. Uh, I think that's it. It's Wikipedia him. He was supposed to be the savior for the Knicks because I remember hearing Michael Rappaport talking mad about shit about him. Yeah, Rappaport's a weird guy though, because he, he. I remember, yeah, bumping his gums about <clears throat> about Carmelo on the Knicks, but then he just he's never met a fucking Golden State dick that he didn't want to just fucking salivate on top of. So I, like, dude. Pick your, come on, man. Stop being that guy. All right. He's with the Nuggets for eight years. He's with the Knicks for six years. Oh, he's with the th- uh, the Thunder last year. And then, yeah, now he's with the Rockets. Well, yeah, because earlier this season, he was supposed to have, like, a revenge game against the Thunder. And he scored two points. Ooh! <laughs> he went one for 11 <laughs> from the floor. It's over, buddy. Yeah, that, re- that revenge that revenge game went real well for you, didn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, according to Chris Sheridan via Twitter, he says, "I'm hearing the Sixers are kicking the tires of, on the idea of claiming." Oh God, it's Carmelo over. off of waivers if the Houston Rockets let him go. Definite need for Philly, and only other option at the four right now. So, damn, <sighs> the Rockets don't want nothing to do with you. Over homes, yeah, and that was what I mean. They signed him in the beginning of this season, right? Yeah, world shortest what, contract. Yeah, I mean that's wow. I mean, looking at his stats, he's played ten games. I mean, ten games, and they're like, "Yeah, this isn't working out." It's not us; it's you. Later. Damn, you must not suck dick. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, all right, well, it's been nice. But you gotta go. It's going to work out on a long-term basis. Yeah, no retap for you, Mello.
You got you got too much dignity in the bedroom for <laughs> for the Rockets. <laughs> you won't you won't do the naughty stuff, so you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh Christ! So since Iceman had to had to take a powder for a second, should we talk like about football and he come back and be like, "No, we already talked about that. Too late." Yeah, no, right. <laughs> We talked about the Lions. We talked about the Bell situation. We talked about Tom Brady. It's over. Yeah, it's Sorry. over. Should have been here, man. We can talk about, give us your, talk about European, European football. Then he knows something was up because I'd willingly want to talk about soccer. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I guess we can we can move on to the uh, the the NHL bit of NHL news I have for the moment because it's. Uh, I mm. all right. So Monday talk was, about locally. Monday was the Hall of Fame inductions, and Brodeur went in, which obviously he should have. And Willie O'Ree, who was the NHL's first black player, he went in as it with what they uh, uh, hockey Hall of Fame calls builders. In other words, people that, that laid the groundwork for future people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then the token award. This just this move just to me takes so much credibility from the Hall of Fame that I'm like, really? Okay, so it's a joke now because they put in NHL commissioner Gary Bettman. Why? Why? What? What good has Gary Bettman done expanding the league? In the markets where nobody wants to watch hockey? Yeah, this article tries to basically... You Changing know, the game fundamentally? You know, it says, During Bettman's 25-year tenure, the league has expanded from 24 to 31 teams, with avin- annual revenues ballooning tenfold to around $5 billion. All we got to bring up are the Coyotes. Let's, let's, let's talk about the Coyotes. Do you want to talk revenues? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentrate? Like feeling like jewels in Pulp Fiction. Well, I mean, here's the deal for for lower tier teams, yeah, and, and and owners, yeah. He's he's been a he's been a godsend. He absolutely has, and he's made he's put money in their pockets, and that's all that matters. Obviously, winning doesn't matter to a lot of these teams because they don't even sniff it. But they're happy to cash them checks every fucking year, and I mean. Doesn't matter how many failures have happened under his under his watch. Doesn't matter. I mean, twenty five years he has been commissioner of the NHL, and this is something that we've talked about before. But there is now a a, a, an, a an adult fan base, a whole generation that does not remember when hockey was hockey. They just it's all in their mind. The NHL started post lockout. Should we bring up the city of Atlanta? A market you knew. A market you knew couldn't support a pro NHL team. And you went back. And it failed again. Shocking. Yeah. After it failed in the early se- or the late 70s, 20 years later, they still don't want hockey down south because it's fucking down south. What a mess. Bettman going into the uh, Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely. He deserves it. 
Well, the statement, one of the statements he said was, everyone knows that my public appearances get an energetic reaction. This is during his speech. I get booed when I present the Stanley Cup, Good. particularly to a road team, but even from the home team and at the draft. Tonight should erase any claim that election to the Hockey Hall of Fame is a popularity contest. Rather, I hope that my induction is a testament to what is clearly a collective co- contribution. And, the, and the, the, the author of the article goes on to say, while the NHL has seen incredible growth during Bettman's time at the helm, he's also overseen three lockouts, including one that wiped out the entire 2004-2005 season, another, with another work stoppage looming as early as 2020. Olympic participation and how the league has dealt with concussions has been some of the other issues where criticism has been directed his way. So, yeah. Fucking it's just sucks. You know, look, the game that, that, that I grew up with watching, it's gone. And it's never coming back. And whatever. It is what it is. But, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Really? Like, what did he get inducted for is what I'm asking. Being is awesome. It, as a builder. As an asshole. A ruiner of the game. Chris sounded like me when I talk about LeBron. <laughs> no, he's the one that fucking he's the one that turned it into the shit form that it is now. I mean, yeah. Like he's I the said, castrated the league. There are more shitty teams than there are good teams in the NHL. And the shitty the, the owners of the shitty teams who know they have no shot at a Stanley Cup outside of a miracle season, love Gary Bettman. Love him. Ask yourself why. Yeah, I was talking, ironically enough, I was talking to a millennial today at work who loves the Chicago Blackhawks. Loves them. Doesn't know who the fuck Ed Belfort is. Just this is away. what I'm saying. Doesn't <laughs> know who Jeremy Roenick was. Then you're not, you're not a Blackhawks fan. He was born in 1992. <sighs> this is what I'm saying. This is this is this goes back to what I said earlier. There's a whole generation of hockey fans who, in their mind, the NHL didn't exist before the 2004-2005 lockout. And since that lockout, the game we see now is the game that Batman forced the league to, to, to be. Now, whether people argue, well, he didn't make all the decisions himself. It happened on his watch. Period. End of story. You allowed it to happen. Yeah. I mean, you have the Nordiques who relocated to Colorado on his watch and won a cup their first year outside of Quebec. If they don't want a fucking cup in Quebec... This city would it it have been like like V Day, you know. The fact it, that there's still no hockey team back in Quebec. Come on now, how are we gonna? No new, how uh, how are we leaving major Canadian cities out of this? Take Boston out of the equation. No hockey team in New England. Yeah, a hotbed of hockey in this country. Yet Florida's got two teams. Yet Vegas has a team. And believe me, Does if it Buffalo was Buffalo count as New England or no. no. And if and if if so Vegas enough. didn't have if Vegas didn't have that historic, amazing inaugural season run, believe me, 
hockey in Vegas would be meh. That would be your response to it. And it's just, I don't know. Great. He put money in, he put money in owners' pockets who, who run shit teams who care more about cash and checks than winning cups. And great, wonderful. They're the ones who put him in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, good for him. I mean, now, an- another player, well, another person who went in who I actually, like, th- thought deserved it was Martin St. Louis. Because that motherfucker went from an undrafted free agent to Hart Trophy winner. And he's only one of uh, six undrafted players to ever score a thousand points or more. I mean, and he did all this at the diminutive size in the NHL of five eight. So he's a tiny man, Napoleon. But yeah, he, uh, you know, Brodeur. That's a that's a no brainer. Obviously, he. Duh. Yeah. Exactly. You know, Willie O'Ree. Yeah, I, I'm surprised he wasn't in there before. Simply because he did, you know, being the first black player in the NHL, you figure that, that that would be like, you know, something that would have been, that that would have got him into the Hall of Fame before now, but <clears throat> it's Canada, I guess, since they don't have a lot of black people. <laughs> They're just like, uh, oh, we forgot about Willie O'Ree, shit. <laughs> we should put him in before he dies. They're like, oh, we got a black friend. Is that what this is? It's the Black Friend nomination. But, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Martin St. Louis. Uh, yeah. I'm fine with that. And Canadians, Canadian women's star, Jaina Hefford. Sure. Whatever. There's, there's your token vagina. There you go. Get her in there. Who and who's a who? That's a, I just said what everyone just said. I said it out loud. Well, I, I just love it when it's like, you know, you have you know, Steve Iserman and and Brett Hall and, you know, Brendan Shanahan all go into the Hall of Fame and they're like, oh, yeah, but don't forget, we got this Canadian, female Canadian hockey player who no one knows. And it's like, it, it, so is everybody supposed to get excited about that? It's the part where you're supposed to clap and look proud at the ceremony. Did, did all dozen people that weren't related to her, yeah, you know, that watched her play, were they, were they there at the, you know, at the Hockey Hall of Fame for her enshrinement? Yes. But whatever it is, what it is. But yeah, so I mean, it, this this is the thing. Batman's going to the history books are going to be written that Batman was the great savior of the NHL, and be lying. You know why they're going to be written that way? Because he made people. Are shitty owners money. That's it. It's all it comes down to. He he threw a salary cap on the league. He's taken the physical side of play almost completely out of it. Ironically, at the same time, denying there's a connection between concussions and CTE. Which I mean, like, it, it, dude, you, you want it to be the, the the National Pussy League. We understand that. So why aren't you trotting, strutting around, going, you know, I was ahead of the game because I've been, I've been working for twenty five years to take all the, you know, the physical play out of hockey as best I can. So I was, I was at the, the the tip of that spear, but no, 
he still no. There's no no connection between concussions and CTE. I don't know. I don't understand what the problem is here. It's crazy. So yeah, uh, yay, good for him, I guess. But I, I just I can't. He continues to fail upwards. Pretty much, and I mean, like but, I said, it, to me, this this move pretty much takes away a lot of credit that I was given the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, I was going to say that it, it's unfortunately it's starting to look like everybody can get in. That's the type of scenario. The NFL Hall of Fame? Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, if that's the case, all right, so when is Darren McCarty getting in? Hey, you know what, though? That fucking one-legged goal, that alone could get him in. I'm just saying, that was such a badass goal. And if that doesn't, the whooping that he put on Claude Mew in the fight, are you kidding? That ass whooping just needs to get its own spot in the Hockey Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'm saying, dude, it just needs a picture of Claude Lemieux when he stood up before he tried yeah, to get off the McCarty's ice. McCarty's partying could get him into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Like an honorable mention. He could be in two Hall of Fames, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Hockey Hall of Fame. Look, man, I love me some Darren McCarty, just like any Detroit Red Wings fan, but that band grinder was awful. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I that forgot was... you guys are musicians too. <laughs> yeah, no, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> Wrong audience. Like I heard he was in a band, and I was like, "Why? No, no!" And don't name it Grinder. Oh, you know, I'd be like, "Wait, what next?" Ted Lindsay, Sid Abel, and Gordy Howe are gonna start a band called Production Line. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Get up there and sing doo-wop tunes. Hey, Come make, on, man. You'll make hay while the sun shines. I mean, I'm glad. Hey, look, you know, he, he, he seemed to take it all in stride. He seemed to understand that this was not going to be, you know, he's not winning a Grammy. He's not he's not going gold anytime. He's not even going, like, what was it in South Park with the Christian? Christian, Christian artists don't go gold or platinum. They go frankincense and mirror. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't even going to go aluminum. He knew that, but he had a, he had a good time out there while he did it. Some more power to him. And I can't really knock a guy who plays music for the love of music, knowing that this is not going anywhere. This is just me having fun. Probably got a ton of blowjobs. Oh God, Jesus Christ! And it's a good thing because he has not a good looking man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you can play hockey and fucking somewhat carry a tune. Yeah, because. Yeah, if you were left to your own devices, there'd be a lot of nights with it. it the only thing his fist would be wrapped around is his cock. <laughs> <laughs> but, so yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got in the NHL because it's just early in the season. I mean, Lundquist got his, uh, he tied Jacques Plant for all, uh, all-time wins. And I... It just just looking up his stats pre pre show, I was like, "Oh shit!" I didn't realize Homeboy's played since two thousand five, and it's been every single season with the Rangers. Like that is not the norm anymore, really. I mean, goalies get get moved a lot more frequently than they used to. It used to be, if you were a good goalie, you could count on like one or two teams you were going to play for over your career. Mm-hmm. Now it's like you know, case in point. Marc Andre Fleury. You want a cup? Get out. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Again. Or is he never know? Is he still with Vegas? Yeah, he's still with Vegas. Yeah, so never mind. Ignore me. 
you know, Mike Vernon wins a cup with the with the Flames. Later, wins a cup with the Wings. Later, you know. I mean, it, he's got to be like some bitch. What do I got to do for you people? <laughs> doesn't doesn't win a cup with San Jose. Stays till he retires. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He found the key. Oh, if you don't win, they keep you. Uh, but yeah, it's. it's I mean, because he he came in first season after the lockout, and I mean. Just looking at his stats, just his stats, let's say his career was over today. I mean, would you rank him as, like, among the top for post-lockout players, post-lockout goalies? I mean, I would have to. Who? Lundqvist. Hendrick Lundqvist. Yeah, him and Quick. I mean, Quick is pretty damn good, man. Carey Price, Marc-Andre Fleury. Like, yeah, I know he hasn't won the Cups, but, I mean, just going on stats... Yeah, I mean, 437 wins, it's pretty fucking impressive, man. I mean, we're talking like, uh, you know, he had one, two, three, four seasons where he started over 70 or more games. That's a lot of fucking ice time. I mean, that is a lot. That is like, I'm not coming off the ice. He's never had a goals allowed over three at the end of the season. And he's in his save percentage has never dipped below 9.1, or 0.91, excuse me. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty damn good. I mean, I'm not putting them up there with the Brodeurs and Wai and, you know, Belfour, Hashiks, but the, as far as the new breed, which is, you know, because to me the NHL, especially now, can be broken up into pre-lockout, post-lockout. I'd say he's up there in the post-lockout Putting his hat in the ring, so to speak. Put him in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Are, are you trying to say you, you don't like uh, Corey Crawford? No, I'm just saying we've talked about it on this on the show, man. There is no big dick, completely dominating fucking goalies like there were um, 25, um, 30 years ago. There, yes, Pecorino. Remember him? Yeah. That guy, just for a season, I guess, was like the man. But that's not a, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like a like a like a Jaguar type player who has a one you know one or two seasons and then fucking goes off to be nothing. I'm talking. There's no Brodeur. There's no Wa. There's no Belfour. There's no Hashik. There's none of those guys in the NHL these days. No, because back then, dude, goaltenders were like today's quarterbacks. You wanted to see the shootout. You, you prayed to God that it went to a shootout because you wanted to see that shit. Goaltender versus goaltender, who got the best goalie? Back when you're talking about, Rich, now it's, I mean, why even have a goaltender? Well, that's what happens when the NHL wants to be the NBA on ice. That's another symptom of Batman coming over from the NBA to the NHL. That man had never been to a professional hockey game when he was named commissioner of the NHL. He come from the basketball world. How do you do that? It's like two two and a half decades later. I'm still wondering, like, man, I want to figure out what book he read, like, before his interview. And be like, man, how how to get a job you have no qualifications for. Goes to show you, man, it's not what you know, it's who you know. I guess so. So, I mean, that's, that's... It is what it is, man. 
And I mean, one of the to me, one of the 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 side effects of the NHL wanting more offense, stacking the deck in favor of offense, is you don't have these superstar fucking goalies, guys that go out there and you're like, okay, this is bullshit. Check his hands and feet for holes because Jesus came back and he's a fucking goalie and we don't know it. I mean, as much as I hated Patrick Waugh, I would never fucking say that he was a shit goalie. That man was amazing between the pipes. The and homo. he, and he was... Sounds vaguely homoerotic. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting Eiffel Towered by the Red Wings. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean... It, these guys were superstars, man. And and they knew it. Like, now it's just like, eh, yeah, you have a hot goalie. Okay. You sound like Shania Twain. So you got a car. <laughs> so you got a vagina. Take that away from you, bitch. And what do you bring to the table? Nothing? That's what I thought. Go look pretty. That's what I say to her and her. You got a car. <laughs> yeah. You don't impress me much. <laughs> Well, you don't impress me at all, bitch. It's so, it, <laughs> but anyways, so the uh, Major League Baseball gave out a, a, a couple of awards. Yeah, at least the the rookie the the Roy's have come out, and, uh, and American League. Uh, uh, what's his name? Otani. I forget yep. his first name. Some with an S. Show high. Something like that. But, yeah. And then, uh, was it Roy Acuna? Asuna? Acuna. Acuna. Mat- Acuna Matata. <laughs> Acuna Matata. Ronald Acuna Jr. Oh, Ronald. Not Roy. Damn. Again, in the name, people. Half-ass. Half-ass sports fan. So, those are out. You guys got any? Uh, do you guys agree with those? Not agree with those? I think Iceman had some feelings on, on Otani. Well, the only thing I said was that he couldn't stay healthy. Didn't he have Tommy John surgery? Not sure. Sounds familiar. Sounds like something we talked about in the spring. Right. But isn't that no longer season? Like, I know back in the day, you were having Tommy John surgery. We'll see you next season. But I know it's come along a little bit, hasn't it? Well, I think <clears throat> the, the health or not, we're, to me, if we if we focus on that, we're focusing on the wrong thing. I think the thing is, is that he's a two way player, which is unheard of in the in, in MLB anymore. It's first one in our lifetime. You know, yeah, he didn't turn out to be Babe Ruth. You know what I'm saying? But if that was the bar that was set for him, you were setting him up for failure. Let's just get let's just be fucking honest. I mean, you know, he did live up to the hype. He had 285, 22 homers, 564 slugging percentage, and he was out there pitching. I mean, it's, yeah, that's, that's pretty fucking good. Yeah, how many games did he manage to pitch? 10? Yeah, his record was 4-2, 3.31 ERA, 63 strikeouts, and 51.2 innings. Is that terrible? Well, no, and, and if we're talking about rookie, yeah. I mean, tell me another rookie that did more than he did. Uh, Ronald Acuna. He has oh, my gosh, you just learned that name. You couldn't even say it 10 minutes ago. Oh, I say, see, that, that was a joke. 
Well, it, it does say, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm reading up on him. He he went Tommy John surgery. He went, underwent Tommy John surgery the day after the regular season ended. Uh, and he's projected to basically not pitch next season, but he's going to be the DH for the Angels for the 2019 season. I mean, who, was there a more versatile all-around rookie in the AL this year? If there was, I didn't see him. He didn't play for the Tigers. Tell you that much. So, but in other baseball news, which got <clears throat> somehow swept under the rug for the most part, at least in this at least in this neck of the woods, maybe it's because of the team he played for, Joe Maurer retired. Really? Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, 15 years as a Minnesota twin. The thing sticks out to me about Maurer was when, when he was still catching full-time behind the plate. Guys like Polanco would go up at bat, and Maurer squatting was as tall as Polanco standing. <laughs> <laughs> she said he's a big dude. <laughs> but, yeah, and, I mean, be, because the he played for the twins, I hated that motherfucker a lot of times. I absolutely did. Like, so many times he fucking made the, the Tigers his bitch. But ultimately, it's, it's a solid fucking player. It's always seemed like a good guy. Took the, took the move from behind the plate to first base in stride, understanding, yeah, you know, uh, I'm just not one of those guys that's going to catch for his entire career. And the team needs me at first base, I'll move to first base. I mean, there's a lot of guys that can't make those those leaps or won't make those leaps. I mean, we kind of saw it here in Detroit for a little bit because remember when uh, uh, at the end of his tenure here in Detroit, they were starting to play Pudge at first every you know every once in a while, and I remember him being asked, you know, so is that something that you would be willing to do to move? to first base full-time, and he was like, no. And it wasn't long after that that they sent him to New York for Kyle fucking Farnsworth. Because Posada was hurt for the rest of the season. So basically New York was like, hey, we need to rent a catcher until, until the season's over with. And Detroit was like, here's Pudge. Give yeah. us Farnsworth. Yeah. A player we've let go before. Hey, not good enough before. Hey, you're good enough now. We're lowering it. We're in the process of lowering our standards, but we don't and know st- yet. And still, Kyle Farnsworth, single highlight in Detroit, best known highlight is him body slamming some dude who rushed a mound from the fucking Royals. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even baseball related. Exactly. That's what he's best known for. <laughs> oh, God. So. Do we just dive right in now to the the feed that is NFL? Yeah. Yeah. Because the first story out the gate has to be, where's Le'Veon Bell ending up? Because he is done as a stealer. Oh, oh, hell no. Hell no. The first story out of the gate is not Le'Veon Bell. Nathan Peterman has been released from the Bills. (laughs) Really? Wow, dude. Wow. Wow. Man, on a day where you get to be the Iceman and revel in your Iceman-ness, 
You got to do that, huh? I just, that was so funny. It's like, and no fucks were given. Everybody saw that coming. Yeah. Yeah, Nobody but, but me actually saw Le'Veon Bell not playing this season. My money I called it. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Go why, ahead. Go ahead. Just, why, just go ahead. And I'll, I said it then, and I'll say it now. Why on God's green earth would he risk playing and being injured, going into a contract that could get him so much money for a team that obviously doesn't want him the way they should? Yeah, I mean, this is a big... Why would anyone... Okay, hold on. Time out. Why would anyone think he's going to come back and play? I don't know, because he fucking said he was going to come back and yeah. play? Right. He was popping himself up trying to get a contract with the Steelers. Steelers, I guess, aren't having it. They're kind of playing uh, just like uh, New England did. We can win without you. Sorry. See ya. Well, yeah, I mean, well, today was this, uh, was clearly a big fuck you to the management of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, he, he has played his last game in the Pittsburgh Steelers uniform. Him not showing up was like, I would rather not make all of this money than play again for you. Fuck off. Done. Yeah, he's leaving 14.5 mil on the table. Yeah, to make a point. He's obviously mad. So, I mean, to answer you, Rich, my money is on Boston or Philly. That's where he ends up. Philly needs a run game. Uh, their Super Bowl can, you know, they're, this year it's going to be photo finish Hangover. for Philly this year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my money is he ends up there because he wouldn't really have to move. He could stay in the state or he ends up in New England. You know, because think about it. The three best teams in the league right now, the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Chargers don't fucking need him. Er, the, the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Saints. Sorry, not the Chargers. The Saints have Kamara. Uh, the Rams have Gurley. Yeah, the Rams have Gurley, and the Chiefs have Hunt. They don't fucking need him, so he ends up in Philly or in New England. That, hey, what about throwing a curveball and doing a? Uh, no, he's not coming to Detroit. He's not. Oh God, no, he's not De- coming okay. to Detroit. Oh God, they, no. All right. Actually, what one of our uh, rivals to? What about going to my uh, Minnesota? They're set at running back. I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Le'Veon is an upgrade from Dalvin Cook, but I mean, it's it's not like they they don't have nothing at running back in Minnesota, right? It's not, and I agree with you that it's not like they don't have anything. They have Dalvin Cook. Ooh. However, if you bring in Bell, you can give up Cook for for prospects for you know trade for picks. Get a line. Get a better offensive line. Uh, but he's gonna he's. He's obviously going to go to a contender. He's the best. He's arguably one of the best running backs in the game. I, so. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I'm going to say it, and I'm going to hate it. I'm, Bears. Yeah, I top mean, of the that, division. That, that could put that. That could put that. Uh, that could put that offense over the top. But they've got to think, guys. This is all for next year because he can't. He's ineligible to play this year. Right, so, but he has this is a all great defense. Happening not this season. As a passing game, I, I don't know. I mean, it seemed like. And I know I just said he wouldn't. He wouldn't come here, but he played college in Michigan. He did. The, the, that's always out in the mix. I mean, he'd he'd have to be. He'd be an idiot. Right, but people if he came who went here. to school here. If people who went to school here and or lived here were smart enough to get the hell out as quick as possible. Yeah. To you, Tom Brady. 
Well, I think the most telling thing about whether, because I'm sure that there's some Steelers fan somewhere sitting going, there's still hope. There's still hope. Oh, let me break it down for you. you got a time machine. When they asked Mike Tomlin what happens if Bell never plays for the Steelers again, his answer was three words. So be it. Yeah. That, that is not somebody who is, like, pining away for him to come back. This team has moved on. I mean, it well, just well, period. I mean, Connor is not a bad running back. I'm sorry, no, Bell, but he ain't. He's third in rushing touchdowns and rushing yards. I mean, that's pretty damn good replacement for someone who was considered irreplaceable at the beginning of the season. Yeah. You know, so. And I mean, the Terminator got you terminated. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. The, the teams that are looking at him have to have the cap space. And if he's looking to break the bank, which it seems that he's willing to sacrifice an entire year of his career if he's willing to do that, he's not going to settle for less money, period. He wants I break the bank money, just, just back up the Brinks truck type money. He might end up on a, on a fucking shit team somewhere where he's just, you know, the best player. He can end up in because, Seattle? Oh, well, I mean, who's got the most cap room after the season's done with? Yeah, that's the ultimate. That's, that's where you start. That's where, the to me, Bell's already proven, I want to get paid. That's what this is about. Okay. If that's what it's about, you got to start looking where teams can hand him the most money. And if you're a team that's, you know, you're not you're not in the middle of a window to make Super Bowl runs. Coming to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, Jesus. Number 26, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, but they got to figure out who's going to be there to hand the ball to them. It's true. I mean, yeah, okay. That's magic. Yeah, that ain't going to, yeah, okay. And it, what is he, like 120? I mean, come <laughs> on, dude. Unless he gets on the TB12 program, he ain't going to be playing into his 40s. Not as a starter. And if he is, he ain't going to be, he's going to be because someone was injured and he came off the bench. Or someone sucks so bad he came off the bench. Looking at you, Captain Crab Legs. So, yeah, I, you know, it, it, it's a lot of money just to fucking go. I'm good. I mean, really, I I gotta wonder if maybe the, the he went he went to go show up and the Steelers are like, nah, we're good. No, nah, I don't. I really don't think that's how that went down because this has been a an ongoing feud. Yeah, this is what the third franchise tag they put on him. Yeah, they they put the tag on him every year they've been with him. They don't want to pay him. Well, the, why, yeah, okay, so I ain't the, mad at him. They've done this to him every year. You know, reading up on the, on the situation, Steelers explored says you know in a uh, ESPN article, Steelers explored dealing Bell before the th- October thirtieth trade deadline, but no deal was possible without his signature. A third franchise tag in two thousand nineteen would rise to twenty five million dollars plus, based on a formula involving the five highest played paid players in the league, regardless of whether Bell played it down or not in two thousand eighteen. And it says, in the offseason, the Steelers will consider using the $14.5 million transition tag, which allows them to match any outside offer for Bell or let him walk in free agency. If he signed a lucrative deal elsewhere, the Steelers would receive a mid-round uh, draft pick. So, I mean, that's the situation right there. And, by the way, the contract he turned down, five years, $70 million, with, the 17, with only $17 million of it guaranteed. So only, like, basically a year and a half of it guaranteed. Yeah. 
So, I mean, if he wants more than 70 mil for five years, I don't think he's going to a contender. This doesn't seem like he's willing to give, like, you know, a Super Bowl, a possible Super Bowl win uh, discount. Because let's be honest, he's playing for a team that is usually in the talks around this time of year for the playoffs. I mean, yeah, there's been problems in Pittsburgh, but we've we've been guilty of it. You know, declaring that 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 you know their windows closed, and then boom, at the halfway point and, and later in the season, all of a sudden they have the, you know they're showing signs of life. But also, let's be honest too. Whoever, if if he goes somewhere that has a problem with their run game, the problem's over. Like it, it he, he's money in the bank for that team in the run game department. Well, I mean, it, it, the ideal fit for, in my mind, for is for him to go someplace where they're set for quarterback. They have an offensive line that can block for running, but they have no run game. Ravens. <clears throat> yeah. That, yeah. But unfortunately, teams that are in that position, how many teams are in that position that can afford them? Ravens. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. You get a chance to run it down the Steelers' throats every season. And well, right, that and... Right on the wall there. Lamar Jackson's going to be the quarterback. Soon. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, a quarterback. Le'Veon, a running back. Oh, shit, son. Start lining them up in Baltimore. Hell, yeah. Single wing that fucking offense. Start... John Harbaugh just starts collecting trophies. Oh, and another one, and another one. Just make Thanksgiving dinner real uncomfortable for Jimmy. <laughs> the Oprah with the, with the championships, and you the championship, and you the championship. Makes the Patrick Waugh comment to Jim. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I got all these Super Bowl rings in my ears. Oh, well, let's just be honest. When they get together, he could win 20 championships. They both could. The only conversation is the first one I, I won was beating your ass. <laughs> That's true. Harbowl. Uh, yeah. Well, while we're, while we're on that, do we want to talk about college football real quick? No, but what I do want to say is be take a lesson from one man. You're a great co-host. Le'Veon. <laughs> take it. Well, here's the thing. A, a small segue. Take a lesson from one man, Mr. Bell. Des Bryant. Oh, what? Yeah, Mr. I can sit out and I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to sell my Royal uh, Oats. Tur- turns out you got to stay in shape, shithead. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Like, we didn't even have time to talk about him getting signed. Get signed. And I heard it was on the last play of practice on Friday, too. On his second practice. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even make it to game day. Does, does he even get paid? I don't know, but he's fucking done. <laughs> he is quite literally the Achilles heel. Like, will he be Will he be at Saints training camp next July? Or is it over, one and done, son? Uh, well, that depends on how he heals. He's done this season. Well, for sure. Well, he had the surgery. Doctor says everything went well. It was a success. Uh, Saints obviously put him on injured reserve, but he's only signed to a one-year contract. Oh, so yeah, that's it. So no, he won't be back. See, and and on Monday they signed Brandon Marshall as a replacement for Bryant. There you go. Damn, <laughs> missed you not at all. <laughs> wow. So you're gonna have. 
thir- next year he'll be a 31-year-old wide receiver who missed a season with a repaired Achilles tendon. And who's going to take the chance on him? Uh, Arizona, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Jacksonville. I'm just thinking of teams with no receivers. And introducing the Jets for the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Matthew Stafford's oh. number one target, Des Bryant. Oh shit, he went there because it's true. <laughs> no, Galladay. We got Galladay. Yeah, he's doing real. He's doing great, isn't he? Well, Galladay's doing tremendous. Fucking Matt Stafford can't find his ass with a fucking map. It's a, it's a, it's a very well worn drumhead because it's beat constantly here in Detroit in the last ten years. But I mean, the with with the trade of uh, Golden Tate and all that, and and, and Eric Ebron doing what he's doing. Eric Ebron, the touchdown machine. Yeah, doing what he's doing. Gene, the, Gene, the touchdown machine. <laughs> the the old standby, he doesn't have any weapons to throw to, has been trotted out over and over again the last couple weeks. And usually when you hear that, something stupid like, you know, we're going to take a wide receiver or we're going to sign somebody who is going to be, you know, high risk, little reward. Something like that happens. Or just, you know, pure fuckery. The Nate Burleson thing. Let me break my arm and my career trying to save a pizza from falling on the floor of my fucking SUV. You know. So, I I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up in Detroit. And then, if they do sign him in the offseason, be prepared for the usual shit on sports talk radio of, oh, this is our year. No. You're going to have Absolutely a lot of... Not. You're going to have a lot of people saying 14 and 2 in Super Bowl. Come on, you know it. We know that's bullshit, but you know I'm not lying. Correct. It would be Mike Valeni bunch of shitting all over shitting all over the signing. A bunch of a bunch of sports writers trying to look on the bright side, and the majority of fans thinking that this is going to be the savior of the franchise. This is this is the move that we've been waiting to make. And then they're going to get off to a you know two and five start, and we're going to be right back where we are right now. Pretty much, you are not wrong. So, shall we talk about the games? Start with the snuff film last Thursday night. Jesus, the Panthers forget there was a game. They gotta forget to get on the bus to Pittsburgh, or some take a plane. Oh, well, there was one more story I wanted to get to before we got to the games. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Apparently the uh, there's there's like a mutiny brewing out there in Oakland. Uh oh. Because according to Matt Schneiderman of the San Jose Mercury News, he reported that he heard a a veteran player who said to another on his way out of the locker room, "I got to get the fuck out of here." And this is after uh, Dominique uh, Rogers Cromartie retired, Mack and Amari Cooper traded. Bruce Irvin was released when he got signed in Atlanta. He yelled, I'm free. First time he took the practice field for Atlanta. We all know that that's a dig at his old team. So, yeah. And then, oh, and you have Derek Carr saying he was upset about something specific, but he wouldn't say what. 
and he looked visibly drained, sad, lethargic, and everything he hasn't been after losses this season. Did you, I'm Derek Carr, and I'm sad. So, well, and and then uh, what? The general manager came out and said, "By the way, just so you know, Gruden wanted Mac. We traded him. Don't blame Gruden." So, what is this? Is this ownership? I don't know. It goes back to what I was telling you before. They're trading away all their superstars, all of their talent, so that they suck. So when they moved to Vegas, the fans weren't like, oh, you got good, and now you're moving out. Yeah, I see how you are. Go to Vegas and rebuild. Chucky gets to be the face of all this. I don't think he makes it the whole season. They've won one game. He's got to get fired soon, right? Well, here's the thing. I started to blame him, but at the same time, fuck. Who's he coaching? Well, I mean, if you're the standouts of what last week's game was, uh, Maurice Hurst, Doug Martin, and their punter. <laughs> yeah, Doug Martin's part of your highlight reel. It's time to look in the mirror. You know, and their play was described as they were they were three of the few who weren't downright awful. It's a glowing review. I mean, I don't know what's going on. First of all, Oakland made such a big deal about getting Gruden. I think if they let him go during or after the first season, that's pretty much them admitting, yeah, we fucked up. And I don't know if it's I don't know if they're going to do that. I mean, if they hold on to them until they get to Vegas, what do they got to lose? They're not, they're Super Bowl, it's not like there's a Super Bowl window that's open for them. No, but didn't they give them a 10-year deal, though? I think him something like part ridiculous. of the ownership or some shit? Yeah, it made, the, it made the deal Tampa Bay made to bring them to Tampa look like a joke. And that deal had Warren Sapp saying when he first met Gruden, he's like, is there a herd of elephants that comes with you or something? You're not worth a first-round pick. I don't care who you are. It wasn't Gruden the first coach ever to be traded for. Yeah. I mean, they gave up, Tampa gave up quite a bit just to bring Gruden in. You know, and let's be honest, what success did he have? Yeah, he won a Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's players and that defense that was built by uh, Lane Kiffin, but or is it Monty Kiffin? I can't remember. One's the son, one's it's the father, not the son. <clears throat> but he never he never won a playoff game after that. I mean, I, but that ring holds well been, a lot of cash. Cash, I guess. Cash, I should say. Right, but like I said, man, he, he who's he coaching? They keep trading all of his people, man. <laughs> yeah, it's to Mark Cooper, Bubba, Beast Mode, IR, Khalil Mack. Gone after first week. Did he even play a game in the Raiders uniform this year? No. So gone after preseason. Like I said, Rogers Cromartie <laughs> retired. Later. Right. I mean, at least he didn't retire at halftime, but he retired. Yeah, like Fonte Davis. <laughs> <laughs> That's still probably like top 10 coolest moments in the NFL, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, this, this sucks. I'm done. See, I'm going to walk I just walked up to the manager and was like, I got to go take a piss. Yeah, I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the movie Rockstar and shit. 
Yep. Well, whatever's going on in in, in Oakland, it's it's, it's not bad. Good. Yeah. It's a lot. It's it's it's. I don't think this is going to be a one season hiccup. Um, I can tell you, with Gruden as his Tampa Bay's head coach for a lot of years, he tends to rub guys, certain guys, the wrong way. And if he's out there and he's doing that out there in Oakland, he doesn't even have the players that are. He doesn't have the caliber of players he had in Tampa when he first got there. The type of players that if he pissed off, that they would go out there and play well just to shove it down his throat. I mean. One in eight. You got those millennial athletes now there, John. You can't yell at these kids. Yes, you have to. You have to. Okay, well, I'm validating your truth and your experience, but I want to let you know that you're not playing up to snuff. Yeah. Whip- Look, all human resources, he yelled at me. You need to be whipping his ass <laughs> all up and down the field. I don't like him anymore. He made me cry. You're traded. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, like I said, when you're releasing players and their first words when they hit the practice field for their new team is screaming out, I'm free, that's what you do when you get out of prison, not when you get a new football team. <laughs> so that's got to tell you something there. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, do they win another game all season? No. Uh, maybe. Like me in fantasy football. At least our league. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> hey, I, I beat Rich's ass. Don't feel bad. Oh, no, between Bell and injuries, it, and then just... It, I've also declared this the year of the buzzsaw. Because uh, in a, a couple other leagues, uh, I've had it happen to me like several times this year where I've put up enough points to beat the rest of the league. But I'm facing a team that's putting up like, you know, a buck ninety or two hundred points. Like, oh really? I got to play you when I had to beat the rest of the league? Fuck off! Like it's been, I've declared it the year of the buzzsaw in fantasy football. They've changed, they've changed the rules in the middle of the field. It takes 140 to win games. Anyways, sorry, sidetrack me. <laughs> you brought up records, just shit that's been sticking in my craw. All right, well that's all I got as far as stories around the league so getting back to the uh <clears throat> excuse me the snuff film <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> that was thursday night football holy shit cam newton is a bitch just gonna put that out there <laughs> Tell us i watched really him feel. literally sit there and go oh shit here they come and curl up into a ball and get ran over only reason because i'm crying it's because the adrenaline <laughs> okay, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Says Cam Newton on Thursday. Yikes, man. I mean, statement game for Pittsburgh, huh? I mean, Cam Newton looked like he was playing on uh, necessary roughness. He literally ran behind the ref and was like, blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Well, I told you guys, my problem with Carolina is Christian McCaffrey is their offense. End of list. That's their problem. He's still a great running back, though. Yeah, but uh, it's going to be a long season if if that's it. You need somebody for Cam Newton to throw the ball to. He has people to throw the ball to. He can't stay on his fucking feet long enough to throw the ball. 
needs competent people to throw the ball to. The one thing that McCaffrey can't do is what Cam Newton needs is a blocking back. McCaffrey can't break wind, man. He can't stop anything. And catch the ball like a motherfucker. He run it like a motherfucker. That's great, but if Cam Newton can't stand up, Cam Newton can't throw the why, ball. Uh, why? Why did why why did Pittsburgh pound the shit out of the Panthers? And we're talking more about the Panthers in Pittsburgh because it's easier to hate than congratulate. Uh, yeah, no. I guess so. <laughs> no, no, it is not. No, because Pittsburgh also went and tied with the Browns. Pittsburgh isn't the greatest thing since. We're not talking bread. about Ben Roethlisberger only having three incompletions. And five touchdowns. <laughs> Come on now. You have more touchdowns than you have incompletions. That's yeah. terrible. <laughs> That's not terrible. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's kind of sick. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and Antonio Brown, again, if he's unhappy, if this is him playing unhappy, well, right on, whatever. Keep doing what you're doing in Pittsburgh. Let him never be happy. Yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh, I mean, again, it's... Iceman, you bring it up. Things, oh, things are shaky. They tied with the Browns. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Everything. They're fine in Pittsburgh. Uh, Chiefs, uh, not but fucking the Cardinals. I mean, they still won, but still. I mean, if a slow day for Mahomes is two hundred forty-nine yards and two TDs, I mean, are you stopping this team? No, absolutely not. This is an off day for Mahomes. A measly 250 and a couple touchdowns. Look, all I'm going to say about the Chiefs is that if they if they go in to the playoffs, lose their first fucking game in the playoffs, the entire city of Kansas City is going to be on suicide watch. I don't think, I mean, everyone talks about the Rams. I mean, I really think it's going to be, I think Lombardi goes to Kansas City this year, just watching that team. Yeah, they let a lot of points through, but they've kind of got their shit together the last few games defensively. It's just Mahomes, man. Like, to me, Jared Goff is a game manager. I mean, but to me, Mahomes is is, is kind of like the heart of this offense. He's making he's everyone. He's a general. Yeah, he's making everyone around him a star. Like, You're so, right. Jared Goff is a game manager. He kind of spreads it out just nice and easy. We're going to work like this. Look, it's, it's Patrick Mahomes is like, charge! Yeah, like the, the Rams to me, like that seems like it's very Patriot-esque in the fact of like you have a competent game manager in charge of that offense, you're going to win games. This seems like, yeah, Mahomes, it's like, nah, man, this this is, yeah, this guy's putting this offense on his back and let's go motherfuckers let's ride this bitch all the way till february every fucking drive looks like the two minute warning yes <laughs> that's what i'm saying like there's a there's a, there's a pace to this guy's play man like it's just yeah last week he fucking <laughs> the first fucking drive throws it to hunt 50 something yard fucking touchdown <laughs> Mm-hmm. The game just started. It looked like the two-minute warning. <laughs> I mean, what, by this point last year, the Chiefs had already begun their slide, you know, and they're 9-1. and one. I mean, at this point... It, yeah, it was 6-6 six and because six, they started out 6-0, and oh, and then they went 6-6. Six and six. Yeah, but, too, at this point, you could lose. They could lose every single game from here to the end of the season. It's still a winning season. So, I mean, whatevs. I mean, go, go Chiefs. Excuse me. Go Chiefs. So let's talk about a game in Chicago. The score was thirty-four to twenty-two. 
Don't be fooled by that score. This game was not that close. 14 of those Detroit points are garbage time points. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Yeah. yeah, no, this is a a, a thirty four to eight game or whatever, or what twenty, whatever twenty two minus fourteen is six. Like Detroit wasn't even Detroit didn't even take the bus to this game. No, this was a perfect example of Pat Stafford's let's pat them so let's pad them stats, and it's what happened. <clears throat> like you said, all those points were in garbage time. Oh yeah, that's nice. It'll look good on, on, on the stat sheet when your career's over, but did you win the game? No, not at all. Trubisky having a career fucking day. That cat can't find his ass with a map and five hands. Who, Trubisky? Stafford. Oh. See, Trubisky threw for 355, three TDs, making him look like a fucking rookie of the year. Not rookie of the year. Just a MVP, MVP candidate. Make him look like the GOAT. Yeah. Fuck out of here. And the Bears are six and three. Now. It's their division right now. Well, I, uh, I mean, speaking of coaches, that, that you know, should they make it out of their first season? Yeah. Seats pretty hot there, Matt. I mean, you replaced a head coach who got him to the playoffs. What three out of four years? Yep. And you weren't brought in to rebuild. You were brought in to take them to the next level, which is get to the the playoffs were supposed to be a given. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to win in the playoffs. And, and pretty much, I heard an announcer put it this way, uh, Detroit has already ex- started rebuilding for next season in the middle of this season. That was not what you were brought here to do. Son. Well, I mean, I, I can't say that he's wrong because what the fuck else is going on with that trade of Golden Tate and restructuring contracts? Like you were going to do something and then do nothing. Yeah. I mean, ultimately what that was was them waving the flag on this season. They're going, yep, we're done. We'll see you in 2019, everybody. Great. Great. Cool. <laughs> I, I, I looked at it as the same old Lions with the Patriot way. <laughs> I don't even. The, the Lions were trying to save face as they were doing the same fucking thing they've the always thing, done. The only thing I can cling on to is I got to know what Chicago fans felt like last year, and now this year it's paying off for them. So I don't fucking know. Because that had to be like every move management made last year, a Chicago fan. I felt bad for him. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, it's obviously working. So that's the only like small little tiny thing I can cling to is maybe next year we'll be sitting here at like ten and zero. I, I I don't care if they win the next four championships. I am never going to look at last year and go, okay, it made sense. I don't fucking for the Chicago Bears. Oh. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> you signed the butt fumble. You pay a, a backup quarterback in Tampa Bay a whole lot of fucking yeah. money to come in. And then draft a fucking quarterback high in, in the first round. What? No. Mike Lennon uh, don't care. Mike Lennon got paid in that whole scenario. He gives no shits. He, <laughs> he, he got paid to do nothing. He looks like Shaggy and Napoleon Dynamite fucked and had a kid. And he's, he's a millionaire. He's happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They had to spend some money in Chicago. They spent it on him. And they said, here, we're going to pay you all this money to do nothing. And he went... All right, where do we that? <laughs> All right, so moving on to uh, the uh, it's the it's the it's the Cutler syndrome. 
We're yeah. going to pay you for one season to get out here and smoke and just be like, eh, sure. We're moving on to another team in uh, the NFC North uh, where they got to be wondering what the fuck's going on. I mean, Green Bay beats the fish. You know, I've told you guys, I, I really honestly think the fish ain't shit this year. That record is a farce. Uh, yeah, really any surprise in this game? No, the fish were in the freezer. Are you kidding? Yeah, the, the frozen fish. It's, you go to the frozen tundra of Green Bay in Lambeau? No. Nah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you've got to be very, very good to go there and beat them. Yeah. Uh, Saints Bengals. Speaking of another snuff film, No Way J. Green. Uh, apparently, it's a problem <laughs> for the Bengals. Well, did you hear what Marvin Lewis said? How they're going to turn around? How he feels? What he feels they need to do to turn around the team this season? What's that? They need to bring back Hugh Jackson. Yeah, uh, they have him as a special assistant coach. Yeah, yeah just right down I seventy five. Yeah, I just stayed in Ohio. That's all that mm-hmm. shit. So, I mean, great job on your first game, Hugh. Great at special assisting. Well, yeah, it uh, was actually a great job. It looks just like the Cleveland Browns. Right, 51 to 14. <laughs> That's a college football score. That's yeah. a Michigan versus Rutgers score. Yeah. That's Alabama versus anybody this season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Alabama versus the 2008 Lions. It's Alabama versus yeah, it, the Buffalo Bills. Hey, hey, careful. You guys didn't hear what happened in Alabama. So What happened in Alabama? They're starting quarterbacks injured. Well, haven't they had two starting quarterbacks? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but he's injured, too. Oh, they're both injured? Yeah, Jalen Hurts hurt, and now Tua is injured. Nathan Peterman got released, right? (laughs) (laughs) You can go to the minors for a week. Enroll in Alabama. They're like, it's crazy. He's still eligible. Uh, But so, I mean, you know, we, we saw, I mean... We could be seeing the Saints in another Super Bowl this year, guys. Also, I'm saying that he, Nate, uh, Nathan needs to go to Kansas City. Oh, just warm the bench and get a ring? Oh, hell no. Uh-uh. He needs to be Darko Milicic, whatever the fuck his name was. The fuck are you talking about? The, the human victory cigar. When oh. Patrick Barnes gets up by 20 points, they just put him in. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so yeah, old and busted, Drew Brees. We'll see the Saints in the Super Bowl, in my opinion. The Browns and the Falcons. Let's talk about this game. Who the fuck are the Falcons? Baker Mayfield for the win. <laughs> or is this the new coach? Is this the new coach realizing what he has with his offense and letting them do their thing? I direct your attention and your eyes to the Rams. Well, uh, I think it's safe to say that my... Bold prediction that the Falcons aren't as bad as they've looked. Yeah, that was a fuck up on my part. Should have kept my mouth shut. Womp womp. Yeah, it, it definitely, definitely. I mean, it's just, I, I don't think the Browns did anything spectacular to win this game. Except for they showed up and played the Falcons. Uh, Nick Chubb rushed for 176. But wasn't a lot of it. Yeah, he had a 92 yard. But still, they, that was the longest, I believe. Red Zone said that's the longest play from scrimmage in the NFL this season. Baker only had 200 yards. Matty Ice, 332 TDs. Julio Jones, 
finding the end zone for the second week in a row. Thing he doesn't do very often. Didn't yeah. matter. Yeah. All right. Here's another. Wait. Hold on. I need a good alarm sound effect. Uh oh. Yeah. There you go. Let's talk about Tennessee, New England. Oh, there's the alarm. It's going off in New England. Oh shit. Oh, Tom. He's 41. He's old. Here we go. That's it. The, what do we see today? Uh, how are the New England Patriots going to survive the decline of Tom Brady? Oh, my fucking God. Calm the fuck down. Calm well, I just love the fuck down, everybody. A bunch of the fantasy sites I go to were like, so is Tom Brady expendable for the rest of the season? Yeah, can you drop Tom Brady? Yeah. Like, first of all, they've lost three games this season. Yes. Two of those games they've lost to former coaches that were with the team last year. Mike Vrabel, Matt Patricia. So two-thirds of their losses are people who know that fucking that team inside and out. Also, I think in a month we are sitting here talking about who New England's playing in the playoffs versus Tennessee who ends up. A 500 team. Absolutely. I mean, this is just, uh, look, and I, I I feel like you did when you're like, don't put me in a position where I have to defend LeBron. I, I hate being put in a position where I got to defend, defend New England, but it's like, okay, everybody calm the fuck down. Yes. All right, any other team with only three losses at this point in the season, and you're talking about, you know, wh- how deep of a playoff run you're, you're expecting them to make. You're not saying this is the end of an era and this is it. it yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, come on now. So everybody calm the fuck down. The biggest thing is he was benched. That is that is a big deal. I don't think that has happened. Ever. Yeah. Not that I remember. But that was the biggest issue. I, I mean, I, I get that, but at the same time, it's one fucking game. I don't yeah, think but I mean, Tennessee is a playoff team. No, but it's Tom Terrific. You're down 20 points. Who do you got? There's you still got Brady. two games up in their division. They're the cool. only 7-3 and three team in the league. Everybody calm down. Have some dip. I think, I think the, the gleeful celebration, you know, and oh, 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 that's it for Tom Brady. It's more wishful thinking than actual, yeah. based on actual anything else. They still have a 700 winning percentage. Calm, uh, calm down, everybody. I mean, I, what did the, the one thing I heard from Tom Brady after the game when I talked to him was, we need to spread the ball around more. Okay. Does that sound like a guy who's panicking? No, it sounds like a guy who's making adjustments so they don't lose well, maybe one other game for the rest of the season and end up 12-4. and four. Yeah. That's a guy what a who knows. What season you had at 41 when you led a team to a 12-4 and four season. Yeah, Tom Brady, that sounds like a guy who knows he's starting next week. Exactly, because yeah. I doubt, I doubt by him saying spread the ball around more, he meant bring in the back end, backup quarterback. Yeah, I can even tell you who it is. I forget who it is. But he ain't starting next week. Tommy's job is safe. Tommy was just having a bad game. New England was having a bad game in general. You know, and they just realized it and went, all right, cool. Let's not risk it. He's 41. Back up. <laughs> Time for some live ammo. Let's get you some reps. Well, I think, I think part of the issue 
and if you and if you want to look at it from this angle, it, can, it you you can almost rationalize Brian Hoyer, by the way, pre- passing the uh, or pressing the panic button. Almost rationalize it is by going, well, who have they lost to? And two of those, like I said, two of those losses, the Lions and Tennessee. That's that's not teams you expect the fucking Patriots to lose to. But once, like I said, once again, who's coaching those teams? Former coaches and player, and one of them was a player. And we just—they know that franchise. They know their systems. We just suck Patrick Mahomes' dick for five minutes, and they beat them. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know how the Patriots are going to be in trouble if they play the Titans and the Lions every game here for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, then it's like okay, they might be in trouble here. So, but if, if that doesn't happen, I, everything, everybody calm down. Look, we have legal weed in the state of Michigan, so all you bandwagon Patriots fans in Michigan, smoke a joint, calm down. You can still run around in your douchebag Patriot you, you know, outfit, even though you were all about the Lions when Barry was playing. Yeah, it's just moving on. It's Patriots are fine. Everybody calm the fuck down. Colton Jags. Yeah, Jags. So, like, first of all, let's... Again, once again, Eric Ebron, Gene Gene, the touchdown machine. Where the, f- the fuck were you? Is this is this is this pretty much him making his case for comeback player of the year? Maybe. <laughs> Except for here's the thing: where did he come back from? He never was there. Yeah. Like this is the Ebron that they thought they were drafting when they spent a fucking second round draft pick on him. Or now do you make the argument like did he he never really got going? Is that is that all he needed? Get to a competent offense? Well, I, at the same time, guys, I'm not giving him all of that. He only had three receptions for sixty nine yards. The point is he's become a red zone three touchdown threat. That's what he was brought here to do and did not do. All I wanna say is check his fucking gloves for stick'em. <laughs> So, uh, you can say that with everybody. You say that with Odell. No, Odell is able to catch it one-handed. I'm not saying that about Odell. I'm saying that about people that when they're thrown to, they sit there and go, what? Hits them in the hands, drop. Hits them in the hands, drop. Hits them in the shoulder pads, drop. All right, Homer. All of a sudden gets with fucking, no, dude, it has nothing to do with Homer. Can't possibly be good once he leaves the Lions. I get it. I I could care less if he was with Tampa Bay. I don't doesn't matter who he was with. All of a sudden, he could catch a ball. How did that happen? Check his glove for stickum. Just saying. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because basically there is a couple articles this week saying that this is what he's doing in Indy, in Indy is proof of how much of a failure a franchise can be from top to bottom. And when you take a player out of that type of environment and put him into an environment where the franchise isn't a complete failure from top to bottom, ta-da! They're doing what they're supposed to do. And this has been this is a, this is a this is a story that seems like once a year writers can just pull out the same fucking article they write every year about a former Lions player going someplace else and looking like a world beater, especially if the Lions play him. They can just pull the article, the same article they've been recycling for fucking over a decade now and change the names of the teams and the players and just go ahead and publish it. I mean, seriously, man. Joey fucking Harrington came back and made the Lions look like a joke. (laughs) It's saved as the template. 
<laughs> in the writer's computer. Exactly. I mean, this is just this is this is what happens. I Chris was absolutely right when he described the Lions as this way. They're the state fair for national bands. You either play it on the way up or you're playing it on the way back down. That's all there is to it. Just so happens he got drafted. Okay, he took a lot of heat. He took a lot of abuse, rightfully so, based on his play. Leaves town and goes and has a career year. He's going to be the mayor of Indianapolis. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to go that far. They're not going Peyton who? Quite yet. You know what I'm saying? Like he he's he's <laughs> he hasn't etched his way into the the lore of the city quite yet. Yeah, but we'll see. Uh, all right, uh, Bills at Jets. Who are the Bills? What? Who are the Jets? Uh, uh, the knows? Bills. Bills are a team that were lucky enough to play the Jets this week. Nathan Peterman already forgot who the Bills were. Pounding on the Jets. I mean, it's really all to say about this game. The Bills won the game. Uh, Redskins, Buccaneers. How are you doing, Fitzmagic? Jesus, God. 406 yards. And no touchdowns. Two interceptions. How is that even possible? <laughs> that's part of the Fitzmagic. That's, that's absolutely, because that's got to be magic. You throw for four football fields. And for that long, and you have zero touchdowns. That not, is magic. It's not bad enough to get benched. He's still going to be the starter. <laughs> Just to give you an idea of of the difference: four hundred six yards, two interceptions for for Fitz. One hundred seventy eight yards, one touchdown for for Alex Smith. Alex Smith flew through for less than half the yards that Fitz did, and that game wasn't even close. To look at the stats and look at the score, you think it would it should be flip flopped. It should be Tampa 16, Washington 3. I mean, it's just... This is... Thank you. Thank you, Tampa, for being what I've been waiting for you to be. The shitty football team that you really are. I mean, come on, man. 406 yards and you can't get it in the end zone? Seriously? That's... uh, The fuck's wrong with you? uh, Dude, seriously, yeah. Fitz Magic has taken the shaggy defense. Wasn't me. Welcome. You have the same record as the Lions. We can all commiserate this year. Uh, Chargers Raiders. Melvin Gordon, the leading pass catcher and rusher in this game. A shock to nobody. I mean, Chargers, man. I mean, seven and two. I think we're we're, we're seeing a, we got a playoff team in the AFC. Right, but we went through this already. Remember who they beat? Okay. They're. They're ripe to take their division because their division's full of nobody this year except for Kansas City. Everyone else would be their bitch. Yeah, but let's let's not be obtuse about this. There, there's a difference between you make the playoffs and then what you're going to do in the playoffs. All right. If we're looking at a playoff team. Are we looking at a playoff team that's going to make a deep run? Maybe. They got weapons. I'm saying they might win a game. And the survey says... No. Well, Philip Rivers has been written off so many times that I, I, I got to imagine at this point he's just like, yeah, whatever. I'll see you when I get my gold jacket. It's true. I mean, because how many times has, 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 has he been declared, okay, it, the, it's time for him to go. It's over with. It seems like it, at least the last, what, 
four or five years, you hear that around the beginning of every season, like, oh, no, that's it. That's it for him. You know, he never he never fulfilled all the promise that he had. And meanwhile, quietly posting a Hall of Fame career number numbers wise. So uh, Rams Seahawks. Man, the Seahawks seem to have the Rams number. I mean, the Rams still keep beating them, but the, if you look at both games, I mean, it's similar scores. I think the first game, the, the Rams beat the Seahawks by a point. Like, the, this was See, not, the Rams were not running away with this game. The Rams fucked up uh, in the offseason. They, they did one mistake. They went out and got Peters instead of uh, what's-his-nuts from uh, Seattle. Sherman. Sherman, Richard. Peters can't I mean, he's he's got more touchdowns against him than anybody in the league when he's within ten well, five yards, I think they said. He's when he's real close to a uh pass catcher, he they he still catch the pass catcher still catches for a touchdown. Yeah, but these are two teams that it, 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 they don't like each other. They're rivals. Yeah, not even a little bit. So, I mean, it makes sense that the Seahawks get up to play the Rams and then play like the Seahawks the rest of the season. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, you know, (laughs) you know Seattle would love nothing better than to be like the thorn in the Rams' side because the Seahawks got to be looking at the Rams like, that was us a few years ago, guys. Yeah. What the fuck happened? This is your future. Couple bad, know, right? couple bad personnel moves. This is your future. I mean, it, seriously, what? Five years ago, Seattle had all the mystique that comes with being a, a, a hot team in the NHL. You know, Five. they had they had the, the you know the twelfth man, like the Legion or, of Boom, two or yeah, well, three. I, I guess I should have said within the last five years. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they, they were they were the you know the new hotness. You know, the quarterback who was overachieving, the undersized quarterback who played, you know, he may not be big in stature, but his heart's huge and all this shit. They had beast mode. Now they just got a 5'10 quarterback. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who gets to fuck Sierra whenever he wants. And, yeah, uh, head coach who was basically, you can't throw me out of the NCAA. I quit. Yeah. That's, That's your team now. But, hey. A chip on your shoulder will fucking it'll get it'll get you a thirty one thirty six game. There's proof right there. Yeah, Todd Gurley just keeps going on to prove that he's a man. Uh, Sunday night football. So I see your father gave you a Gurley name, toughing you up. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday night. Uh, Eli showing. Or no, wait, that's Monday night. This Sunday night was Cowboys Eagles. Again, Cowboys at Eagles. I think we're looking at two 500 teams this year, quite honestly. Unless it's Golden Tate. I mean, be fair, it's his first game, getting him some more time learning the offense. But, I mean, I think the, I think we're heading for two 500 teams, if you, if you want my opinion of this game. These are two teams that are going to end up middle of the pack this year. Neither did, of them excite me. Did any of us predict the Redskins winning their fucking uh, division? No. Like, and is it really the Redskins are winning their division or the other teams are losing their division? I think it's, <laughs> Except for the Giants. Yeah, I think it's everyone's playing under their pay grade in the NFC East. Because the Giants are just bad this year. 
Mm-hmm. That's just all there is to it. Yeah. I mean, with Saquon and Odell, who managed to get themselves a win on Monday night. But. Yeah, but, but the 49ers didn't have the GOAT under center. That's true. No Jimmy G <laughs> with, his, with his dick smelling like a porn star. He'll be back next year. He'll be back to underwhelm the crowds next year. Yes. <laughs> is it, like, real quick, is that going to be, like, in a, in a decade or so, is that going to be one of those what-if scenarios? Like, what if New England hadn't gotten rid of him and made a smooth transition from Brady to Garoppolo? What he had done in that system? You're talking about I mean, England's 10 championship run well yeah the because unprecedented the, the, way the, ta- the way the talk was it sounded like you know you, there was a lot of people that were predicting this is going to go the way of like Favre to Rodgers and then they just got rid of him and they got rid of him to a team that is absolutely fucking horrible Tom went yeah. in my backyard well yeah but I'm saying though what if Garoppolo wasn't Rodgers or Brady for that matter Brady to Bledsoe you mean Bledsoe to Brady no, I mean Brady to Bledsoe. Brady came in after Bledsoe. I don't know what the fuck oh. you just said, little kid. <laughs> <laughs> I think I understand this point. It's like going from, instead of going from Favre to Rogers, it'd be like going back to, to Bledsoe after Brady. Is that what you're trying to say? Pretty much. Yeah, but that, that's the thing. How many times have we talked about, look, New England has a system. And that system is set up to where you will have success if you buy into it. Right. What if he didn't buy into the system? And when Brady was suspended, Belichick saw that when he played him. Uh, I don't know. I've, I mean, for all the talk that soon after, see ya. (laughs) But for all the talk that was going, it was happening around the time of that trade. That was never even a rumor. I mean, the, the, the rumors were more of Tom Brady was like, uh, he's got to go. And Robert Kraft was like, yeah. And Belichick was like, wait a minute. Why are we trading our future away? Like that was the, that was the scuttlebutt when the tra- around the time of the trade. I mean, that's what I'm saying. In ten years, is this going to be like a what if situation? Like, hey, what if the ch- what if the Chargers would have fucking held on to, to Drew Brees? You know, one you know one of those uh, you know NFL Network shows. Uh, just a thought. The world will never know. All right. So, shall we? Uh, anything else? Or shall we get to the picks? Did want- you guys go over the Giants game? I was on the phone. Wow. Wow. Wow, dude. <laughs> we were j- wow. Who who the Giants play this week? I don't know. <laughs> no, I'll fuck with you guys. No the reason I asked you're that, trying to no, say was- face now. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. The reason I asked that is because everybody is saying that this proves that Eli Manning is not done. That he could come back and he could do his thing. And I guess he's a Eli old. Against a shit team. Get the fuck out of here, whoever's saying first, that. First of all, I don't know about everybody is saying a that. A four-letter network. How about that? Because I've read a few articles that are basically starting to go, okay, it's time to have this conversation. Since Eli Manning's career is coming to an end, is he a Hall of Fame quarterback? No. Yes. No, I yeah. moving on. I mean, I drank some coffee. I have the energy to do this. It's just a matter of wanting to do this. <laughs> you can do it all you like. You still ain't going to change my mind, Hoss. He's that exception. He's 
he's that lucky guy in the. At, You're talking about like he's Trent fucking Dilfer. No, yeah. he's not yeah. Trent fucking like Dilfer. He's Brad fucking Johnson. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. Try my patience, my friend. <laughs> That's what he's here for, right? I know. Dude, he had he had a massive defense for two years. Think so, you would rather be hit by my Rams so, than be hit by his linebacker. So what? So what's your point? You still got there. Stop trying okay. to humble stop trying to humble brag that you got a Ram. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Was humble brag. Don't try. Don't try to fucking squeeze that shit out of me. Play wordplay with a motherfucker. Get out of here. What the fuck? No one gives a saying. You'd drive. rather get hit by a fucking pickup truck than their fucking linebackers. <sighs> See, this and is corners what... that they couldn't throw on. Safeties over the top. Linemen that could rush. JPP looking at you. Okay, this is why I say Tom Brady never had any of that. The perfect, the, 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 and first of all, pick up his sarcasm because he's laying on a pretty thick right there to you, Fitz. Jesus. So, second of all, this is why I say in a perfect world, players would go, I don't give a fuck about my stats till I retire. I give a fuck about how many championship rings I'm wearing. When I retire, then we can talk about my stats and we can debate the fucking Hall of Fame debate. I think it's pretty clear Eli Manning's career is coming to an end. Now it's time to take his career as a whole into consideration. I'd say he's got a pretty strong case for the Hall of Fame. Period. Here's two Super Bowl rings, consistent up until recently. Want him quicker than his brother? Uh, he, he was involved in big plays in big games. He has signature plays with, by the way, not a receiver who was fucking anybody besides the one David one-catch Tyree. I mean, yeah, of course the defense was good. How many fucking teams win a Super Bowl that are all defense or all offense and the other side of the ball sucks? I mean, you have to be competent. And on top of that, it's the, it's the, it's the fucking football hall of fame. They put everybody in that motherfucker. Christ, you haven't played a down since fucking high school. They're probably going to put you in next year. <laughs> telling you Eli gets a jacket man Eli gets a jacket For, from a public relations yeah, his last name's Manning exactly that way they can have daddy and, and the two brothers standing there in their gold jackets together and sadly yes I do believe that that is taken into consideration when it really probably shouldn't be it shouldn't matter what your pedigree is six out of his 14 years he had 4,000 yards he never once hit 5,000 yards. He has 350 TDs and 234 interceptions. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. When did 5,000 yards become uh, the, the yardstick? Who was the first player to pass we're for 5,000 yards? We're talking Hall of Fame. Who was the first player to pass for 5,000 yards? When was that? No idea. I guarantee it was a lot more recent than you're thinking. 5,000 yards was unheard of two decades ago. Oh, I totally agree. Different game. <clears throat> yes, and he was here for the transitioning of the game. Dan Marino, everybody. Oh, he hit 5,000 yards when? Like he's, 90s? Uh, he's the first player, uh, 84. Oh, well, okay. Back. There you go. So, so but, Dan Marino was playing but, like out of his mind when no one else was. But. Uh, no next. You want to know when the next person to do it was Drew Brees, two thousand eight. That was the next time it was done. 
Then it was done by Drew Brees again in 2011. Then by this guy named Tom Brady in 2011. And, oh, Jesus Christ, Matt Stafford, 2011. <laughs> I knew he was on the list. <laughs> that Drew Brees, Megatron. again, 2012. Peyton Manning, 2013. Drew Brees, 2013. Drew Brees, 2016. All of them busted. All of them busted. <laughs> by the way, everybody. Oh, and, and just, just so you know, when, when the twilight of Drew Brees' career starts to actually be upon us, Iceman's going to say, no, no. <laughs> He's not Hall of Fame worthy. He had Reggie Are you Bush. kidding me? Are you kidding me? It depends on who says it first. If you say it first, yeah, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. If Chris says it, you'll be like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just Come be on. contrarian. <laughs> what what about these stats say Hall of Fucking Fame? 83.9 rating? Come on, man. Two Super Bowl rings. Only stat that matters. <sighs> I guess. That's what's but getting no. him that jacket. I'm not saying, dude, I'm just saying that's what's going to happen. That's why he's going to get that jacket. Because he's got, he can put one ring on each middle finger and flick you off. And go fuck you ice, man. All right. I mean, if you want to get in there that way, that's fine. I think he'll take that all day, all fucking day. Only won two Super Bowls, dude. There are guys that would, dude, There are guys that played the game that would kill for one. That never got one. But you, Dan Marino, like one of those. You, Dan Marino, would take fifty percent of the Super Bowls that Eli Manning has won, because he's got none to make the picks. Sure. I, okay, but hold on a sec, hold on a sec, because I, I did want to bring this up here. Okay. Uh, Jesus, come on. I just had it. But anyways, the point I was going to make is, okay, Archie Manning is in the Football Hall of Fame. All right. Read, read, me, read me back Eli Manning's stats, career stats. 350 touchdowns, mm -hmm. 293 interceptions. Okay. I think it was like 55,000 yards or something like that. Okay, which is completion percentage. It didn't have that. Or, okay, it had his passer rating, though, right? Yeah, 83.9. Okay. Here's Archie Manning's stats. They got him into the Hall of Fame. 125 touchdowns to 173 interceptions. 23,911 <laughs> 23, passing yards. A 55.2 completion percentage and a 67.1 passer rating. <laughs> I digress. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. Thank yes. you. <laughs> Congratulations, Manning. <laughs> if that got Archie in the Hall of Fame, yeah, Eli's got a strong case that he can he can make there. Well, I belong in there. I'm just saying. And I guess I understand the game was different back then, but here's the deal. Eli has played, when he started playing, it, the game wasn't like it, it, it skewed in a deck stack for the offense then like it is now. I mean, I remember his first game against Philly. He got blindsided and hit so hard, he didn't know where the fuck he was. They, they would, they would it, it, let's put it, if that same hit happened today on him, the player who hit him like that would be taken out back and shot like a, like a racehorse with a broke leg. So he played while it was transitioning 
And it was already getting kind of soft when he first showed up. That's not his fault, though. He can't help that. I mean, you just, you can't. I mean, I, as much as I hate Sidney Crosby, I can't fault the guy for coming into the NHL when he did because he had no control over that. He didn't, he didn't, he, he wasn't floating around the spirit realm and said, hey, no, parents, don't fuck for, the, wait, wait another 10 years so I can play with a bunch of pussies out there when they water down the NHL. That way I can get away with my crybaby bullshit. No, he played the cards that were dealt to him. And he's got a, he's got a stronger case for the Hall of Fame than guys that are already fucking in there. So, yeah, that's... As, as Forrest Gump would say, and that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, there's a mic. Richard, drop it. Hey, I'm going to go refresh my drink before we get into the picks. Is that cool? Sure, as long as we edit that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since you're going to do it, let me do it, too. All right. I already got a drink. I'm cool. good i'm been good yeah okay all right the picks oh you guys have not seen the picks yet don't even do that holy shit oh yeah you want to talk about when you do good you want to talk about this week run your mouth about this week Oh, I was awesome this week. The shit pile that was your picks this week? I owned you guys. Yeah. Uh, No, you didn't. We owned you. Rich owned everybody. You were at the bottom of the pile, sir. (laughs) Rich. Now in first. It was 632. Winning percentage. He's 105.57. Two. I'm at 104.58 and 2. Ice down at 102.60 and 2. But ladies and gentlemen, we're all over 600%. So just saying, you know. Why are we not in Vegas making money? Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, too, we're picking up. We're picking straight up winners and losers. We're not picking against spreads the or spreads. any of that kind of crap. But Yeah, that's true. So, Rich, how are we doing this? I don't know, but whoever's listening at this point, do not bet on these picks this week. Jesus. Wait till you guys see the games. All right. Rich, what order are we picking? Well, since Mr. He housed us when he didn't, Mr. Fake News over there, he can go first. And then I'll go, and then you go. All right. First game up. TNF. Thursday night football. Packers heading to up to the twelfth man. Two four and a one four four and one team, one four and five team. <laughs> Packers. I'm gonna pick them easy. I'm gonna pick them easy while we get them. Packers. You guys have no idea what's coming. I have the schedule in front of me. 
<laughs> How much more of an idea do I gotta have, motherfucker? Uh, Jesus. This is gonna suck. <sighs> Packers. Uh, for some reason, give me, for God, God love me, give me the home team. Give me the Seahawks. Someone's gotta pick them. Next game up Cowboys at the Falcons. <laughs> sucks. I, Cowboys. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, uh, give me Cowboys again. For some reason, give me the fucking whole team. Give me the Falcons. Uh. Panthers at the Lions. Finally, an easy one to pick. Can I have the home team? <laughs> it's a free country. I'm going to take the home team. Fuck it. <laughs> These, this is the most equally matched week I've ever seen. <laughs> this sucks. <sighs> Give me the Panthers. Yeah, I just... I have no reason to pick the Lions in this one. Give me the Panthers all fucking day. Uh, Broncos at the Chargers. Another easy one to pick. (laughs) All right, give me the Chargers. They're home too. Chargers. Yeah. No reason to pick the Broncos in this one at all. They're, that defense is awful. All right, Titans at the Colts. Tennessee. <sighs> this one actually makes me think. They beat Joe Lewis as this. <laughs> Give me the Colts. I am taking the Titans with you on this one, Ice Man. All right. The Bucks at the Giants. You gross. <laughs> Rich, you go first. God damn it. That's not how this works. You have to pick. I can't. You have to pick from this shit pile. Uh, all right, give me uh, Fitz Magic. Why not? As much as I don't want to do this, I just can't see the Giants winning. Give me the Bucks. I feel like it's going to bite me in the ass, but give me the Bucks. God help me give me the Giants I think their receiver is better than the Bucks receiver and their running backs better than the Bucks running back God help me for some reason I don't know why next game up blah 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 the Texans and the Washington why why (laughs) 
I don't, I don't Texans. I so need a quarter right now. Should not settle for an eighth. Ha <laughs> buzzing. <laughs> give me the Redskins. Yeah, give me the Texans. I like their offense better than Washington's. Uh, wow, this- I'm I'm island hopping this week. I know, right? Well, you picked a team that only scored like what sixteen on the Buccaneers. Steelers heading to Jacksonville. Four hundred yards. Steelers heading to Jacksonville. Oh, Steelers, easy one. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Ice Steelers. Yep, ain't gonna uh, kind of lockstep on this one. Bengals at the Ravens. Ravens. Yes, indeed, Ravens. Yeah, without AJ Green, good luck. Well, they do have Hugh Jackson. I could hang on a minute. Give me the no. Ravens. Ravens. <laughs> oh wow! Hit the toilet bowl. Raider, <laughs> Raiders at the Cardinals. <laughs> home team. It's all it. I'm all in on the home team. I can't. I, I don't know. So you're picking the Cardinals? Yeah, that's I. I <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Right, well, wise choice, my friend. Yes, I'm picking the Cardinals too. Yeah, me too. I can at least name a member of the Arizona offense. David Johnson. Give me the fucking Cardinals. Yeah, Fitzgerald, David Johnson. Yeah. We got David Carr and or Derek Carr or Jonathan Carr, Driver Carr. I don't know. I bet this was Sunday night football until the season started. Eagles at the Saints. 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 Now getting to actual Sunday night football. Vikings heading to Soldier Field. An actual good football game, actually. Yes. Should should be. I'm still going to pick the Bears, but should be. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Give me the Bears. Oh, I'm, I'm dancing with you. Brought me, son. Give me the Vikings. Yeah, you have been on their jock all season. Yeah, I'm going to continue to be on their jock because they're going to win this game. I'm dick riding the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, they got two really great receivers, and they're going to fucking. It's going to be a test of Chicago's defense, and I think Minnesota comes out on top. Monday Night Football, the game that was just moved from Mexico to LA. It's now a home game for the Rams. Chiefs heading to town. Oh, some. Some could argue this is a Super Bowl preview. That's what I was yep, just about to say. I'm going to look at it this way. The Chiefs got rid of a problem and the Rams picked it up. Peters, bad idea. Give me the Chiefs. <sighs> wow. See, now this is, this is the one that I was like, 
do I have to? <laughs> like, this is the one that I was dreading. Uh, man. Give me the Rams. Oh, Rich. Whoa. Enjoy that island, my friend. Because I think if you got Patrick Mahomes, you got a W. Give me the Chiefs. All right, moving to the college football. I have to bring it up. So this is me stalling while my computer screen loads. To bring well, the, up. A, a little interesting, interesting piece of trivia. Yeah. Uh, Number four. Get the fuck out. Sorry. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> you got your medical card. Smoke a joint. Hold on. Uh... I believe, if I'm if I'm remembering the stat correctly, this is the first time since the playoffs were implemented that the top ten has not changed from one week to another. Really? Yes. So it, 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 this is kind of like you know. I think this is going to be what it is. It's going to be a holding pattern until uh, you get to, at least for Michigan, until you get to the Michigan-Ohio State game. And more and more, it seems like that's going to be the the, the deciding factor on whether they make the playoffs or not. Because mm-hmm. if they lose that last game, I, I, I don't see a scenario that puts them in the playoffs. Yeah. So... so. Uh- Let's get the shitty one out of this. State at Nebraska. Does anyone even care? Who wins? <laughs> state? Yeah, give me State. Yeah, State's at least been ranked most of the year. It's, well, it's been near the bottom. Nebraska hasn't even sniffed the rankings. Give me the Spartans. And Indiana. Coming to the big house. Whoops. Did you really want to make the trip? I'm just saying. <laughs> Can we literally Michigan. nail it in? So. No, he said Michigan. Oh, yeah. God. My bad. It must have broke up. My bad. Um, yeah, Michigan. Same here, Michigan. So, and there you have it. Picks are in. State didn't even got, make it close against Ohio State. I gotta say, okay. Jesus God, to be you know, I've been saying, I've been saying, <laughs> I've been saying since Harbaugh came in. You know, yeah, it's nice. You had a nice first season. Now you got to compete for the Big Ten championship, and then the next step is compete to get to to get into the playoffs. I would not, I, I could not have imagined at the beginning of this season that Michigan was going to back into the playoff picture as they have because the Big Ten doesn't know what the fuck or who the fuck they are this this season. Like this is just like I I should be a lot more excited than I am, but I'm just like I if state. If Penn State 
shit, even Wisconsin was at the top of their game. Michigan wouldn't be here. And it's like, you know, but isn't that what a good team does? Take advantage of teams that are playing like shit and go in there and beat them? So I don't know what the fuck Michigan is at this point. Like, I can tell you right now, if if the standings stay this way and they play Alabama, Michigan is going to have... An asshole the size of a coffee can. Well, by that's the time my that game's opinion. Over with. Of the th- of the three teams in front of Michigan in the top twenty five, that's what would happen. Michigan would be stomped by all of those teams. Like I do not understand. Well, I do. I mean, I just, we we said a hundred times. I do understand <laughs> the why they're ranked where they're ranked. But to me, they're not even in the same class. They played Notre Dame. We know how that turned out. And then Clemson and then Alabama. Get the fuck out of here. I think Georgia would beat the fuck out of you. I think Oklahoma would beat the fuck out of you. I think LSU would definitely beat the fuck out of you. You know, the, the you know we're going to see with Ohio State. And I think, quite honestly, the way West Virginia's playing, flip a coin. I do not understand why they're number four. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, running through the Big Ten this year isn't that big of a... It's not that big of an accomplishment. It's not that great of an accomplishment. Yeah. This is all the not... shit we've talked about Ohio State, they still have the same record. They just have Ohio State just has a loss in the division. Ohio State's still a nine and one team. Yeah. And I, like I said, unless Ohio State the only way Michigan can go in, lose the Ohio State game, and still be in contention for the Big Ten, I believe, is is if Ohio State loses. This week. That's it. They have to lose two games in conference. Because if Michigan loses to Ohio State, that's one loss in conference. And that'll leave Ohio State and Michigan both with the exact same, well, not the exact same record, but the exact same conference record. And I, I, to, to be brutally honest with you, I don't know what the tiebreaker is at this point. I mean, it, it, does it go strength of schedule, points scored, points against, points for what? I don't know. Number four. The fuck out. Number four, that's usually reserved for schools like Auburn. Like, now, now what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Hold on. What's going to happen if they go in there? They beat they beat Indiana. They beat Ohio State. They get bumped to three, and they end up playing like someone like Notre Dame. Win against Notre Dame in the first round of the playoffs, and go against Alabama in a national championship game. Because at that point, remember back we talked about a snuff film. Yeah, no, no, I'm right there with you. But I mean, just the fact that Michigan is in a national championship game, where I no one in their right mind's giving them a fucking a shot because they wouldn't have one. If they, if this, if there's ever been a case, a season since they've implemented the playoffs, there's ever been a case to be made that this is why they need to expand the playoffs in college football. This is it. I think it needs to go to eight teams. You get. You get five. You get the 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 conference champions from the Big Five conferences. You get an independent, and you get two smaller schools. Put them in there. Eighteen playoffs. It's only adding what what uh, two more weeks to the season. And if you're playing on teams that are making it to the college, if you're a player on a team making it to the college football playoffs, most likely. You're thinking, I have a shot at making the NFL, or you're, you know, going to get drafted. Might as well get used to playing another amount of games. Then we throw and in a would... wild card round with the worst team in the NFL. Gets thrown into the college football playoffs. 
Harvard's football team <laughs> the Cleveland, versus the Cleveland Browns get thrown in. Or, or this year it'd be what? The New York Giants get thrown into the college football playoff. Whoever was the worst team last year. So yeah, so I, I don't I I don't know how to feel as a Michigan fan. Like I should be like, oh shit. They're sitting here and they decide their own fate. They could win the Big Ten. They have a shot at the college football, you know, at the playoffs. And yet, instead, I'm sitting here just going, like, should they even be in this position? Like, I kind of wonder, we talk about it a lot, how much how much goodwill that Block M buys them. And, uh, yeah, I've gotta, i got to wonder, if, if this was Michigan State doing this, would they be ranked number four? No. They'd maybe be in the top ten. Maybe, and they'd be in the bottom five. And I kind of agree with you. <laughs> I mean, Come on, they got a block S. No, but it's not that white and red block S. That's what people love in college football. You talk about block S's. The Cardinals. Sanford sucks. No, that's the block S in college football. That green and white block S out of here. Well, all I know is that I am taking the day off for... The Ohio State-Michigan game. So, party. It better be a fucking game. That's, you know, make it worth my wild. That's all I'm saying. Watch. Ohio State gets up for it over in the first quarter. It's like 42-7 to by the end of the first quarter. And at that point, I just show up at work and they're like, we thought you took the day off. I'm like, no point in it. Yeah. Michigan took the day off, so you need me. (laughs) Yeah, I ain't watching that garbage. Sorry. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, scenarios turned out a lot different for the two Michigan schools than we were talking beginning of the season. And that's college football, folks. Uh, what's this wee shit? You got a mouse in your pocket? I called that shit. Of course. Wait, what? What are you trying to claim victory? <laughs> that's oh my God. unearned for now? What, what, what now? Uh, uh, are you telling me you guys don't remember when I was talking about Michigan and how the fuck I'm asking you? You simple I, bastard. I'm asking you to clarify what the fuck you're saying. You just, I called it. You called what? What are you talking about? Everything you, in this life could ever. be Michigan's year. No, that this could be Michigan's year. Because every four years, the uh, turnover rate in college, it's not the same players. I said, okay. I got to believe at one point, Harbaugh has it right. And I think this year could be the year. You don't remember that? No, you absolutely said that. You on that Yes, on that, you absolutely did. You said... Every four years it turns over. That's the way it works in college football. You did say that. I absolutely remember that. So, yeah, okay, you're right. That's all I was asking. I was asking for clarification. I wasn't, I, I just thought you were just making a declaration like, I'm always right. And I'm like, what? about what? <laughs> well, that too, that too. Well, there is that too, yes. Yeah. Yes, I am always right. Yeah. Just ask you, you'll tell us. No man has ever been right more than me. And that. Is right. Yes. This is the point where we just thank everybody for listening. We are on social media at Sporgy Podcast. You can always email us, uh, Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. New shows coming out every Thursdays. More listeners showing up every week. So we thank you for that. If you're new, welcome. If you like it, tell a friend. All that happy horse shit. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Later, guys. If you like this show, please tell a friend. 
Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.